from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I think Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I want to get everybody's opinion on this, especially you, Deepa. Uh, okay. Deepa and her husband um, got married in September and then moved into their first home together. First mm-hmm. time moving out of their parents' place, each of their parents' place, um, prior to yeah. moving into their house, right? Is that right, Deepa? That is, right? Yeah. First okay. time moving out. Um, this woman shared... Her story online, just to get people's opinion. Yeah, you need a drink for this yep. one. <laughs> um, where she's having issues <laughs> with her husband's parents right now. When the topic of boundaries has come up multiple times in their relationship. Oh, no. Because this woman and her husband <clears throat> bought her in-law's house from them. Purchased the home, okay? Yeah, yeah. The in-laws bought the like, house. Like Jim and Pam. Like Jim and Pam. Yeah, Spoiler gotcha. alert for anyone who hasn't watched. Yeah, gotcha. The parents then bought the house next door. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay? That's straight up. So a lot of conversation and arguments over boundaries came up because the parents still felt like because the home used to belong to them that they could still right. use the backyard. They could still put their backyard furniture there. Or if their son and his wife had their, you know, backyard furniture back there, the parents could still go over and use the backyard whenever they want. Yes. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And then the wife, the daughter-in-law said, hey, like, we're going to need any keys that you have for (laughs) the house. (laughs) And then they were like, yeah, sure. And then gave keys. Yeah. But then finding out over time that the parents still had keys yeah and every time like this couple would collect the keys from the parents and be like oops we still got more okay so now (laughs) after the very last time it happened yeah the woman is like now i don't trust that they don't because we've asked them multiple times every single time they said no yeah we've come to find out that they still have keys to the house yeah and people online like well a put security cameras b you shouldn't be living in that house like move somewhere else if they're causing that much trouble sure and also like change the friggin' locks yeah you can do that on for your sure. house i mean right? i understand giving to an in-law to your in-laws or to a parent for like emergency purposes or whatever right y- yes yeah, you would think that they would have a key just because. Just right? because. But it got to, when it gets to the point of where there's no boundaries and everything just feels so invasive that yeah. you have to then ask for all the keys. Like, I, I think that that just, I don't know, sounds a little extreme to me. Deepa, do your parents have the uh, keys to your place? Oh, gosh, no, no. But we oh, live no? like 20 oh. minutes away from them. No. Mm. But do you know what's really sad? When I was living with my parents my entire life, I was not allowed to have house keys to the house that I was living in with them. But my brothers, yeah, I didn't have house keys growing up. Even until when I was 25, when I moved out, I was not to have Oh, no, your, your feet is... Your feet is your okay, hold on here. Can you Hello? Talk? Yeah, I, okay, I now think, we can hear you. I Ex- think your parents also have control over your internet connection right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
no. Can you not hear me? No, no. We can, you're better now. You're better now. So it's, uh, hold on here. Hold on here. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they, Yo, they, may, they may be it's like wild. censoring you. Are you sure you're not Russian? <laughs> it sounds like you have Russian yeah, parents. I'm sure. Okay. Um, so wait. So growing up, you never had a, a, your own house key? How'd you get into the house? Got to be home I would have curfew. to call my mom to open the door for me whenever I got home. And whenever my brothers, like when they moved out, they got extra house keys. And instead of giving them to me, they gave them to my brothers. So they had a spare key if they lost their original version. So I would have to be like, Mom, I'm Once. outside. Can you open the door? And then you would have to assume that every time you come old. home that you're like one of your parents has to be home to let you in. Yeah, that was... That was a thing, though, so that, like, I couldn't, like, sneak in the house or, like, bring anybody to the house. So that was, uh, so was that, the that reason- was my life growing up. But was that the reasoning behind it? Like, what was the reason given to you? Because obviously you said, hey, this is kind of ridiculous. Can I have a key? What was the reason given to you that you were not allowed to have a key to the house? There was, there was no reason. Just so because? my automatic understanding was, hey, I have a boyfriend, you know, so this prevents any, any, any opportunity of sneaking boyfriend in when parents aren't home. Um, they know where I am <laughs> at all times. And this might be, uh, like, maybe this is a brown girl problem. I don't know if other brown girls have faced the same problem that I have, but it was <laughs> it was a, pretty much a joke growing up without a house Wait, key. so your entire life, up until this past summer, you did not have keys to your the home that you grew up in? Like what happens if no, you went? No, I still don't have. You still, she still doesn't still have the key. Now. What happens? I still if, don't like, have the keys to the house. What if you like went out like on a Friday night or a Saturday night, and like it was you know like one o'clock in the morning that you're coming back home? You think I went out on a Friday or Saturday night and came back at one? I was home by seven thirty. That was Deepa. my life as an adult woman. You're lucky you met someone in grade so. six. <laughs> 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 the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Deepa, have you got a text from your parents yet? <laughs> no, uh, no, thank okay. goodness I haven't. Not yet, at least. We, we found just... out a couple minutes ago that uh, Deepa, who's happily married now, living with her husband, they moved in together back in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Up until then, Deepa at home, the home that she grew up in with her parents, had not received and still to this day does not have a key to the house. Yeah, like when you were a teenager, you didn't have a key to the house, right? Nope, not at all. And you had said that this was to, one, uh, prevent you from bringing guys home, sneaking guys (laughs) in, right? Deep in her wild life. I think so. That's Because they never gave me a reason. Whenever I asked for a reason, there was never a solid one. So I was like, yeah, I have a boyfriend. That's probably them trying to like make sure that I'm not sneaking anybody into the house when they're not home. And by the way, my mom... Uh, she was a stay-at-home mom. I love her to death. And, like, she was home all the time anyway, so right. I don't know what they expected me to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, I'm actually... So I had said to Deepa, like, yo, what happens, like, on a Friday or Saturday if you are out, like, real late and you get home at, like, 1 a.m.? Like, do you have to call your mom yeah. or your dad and be like, open the front door? Right. Deepa said, well, there was no coming home at 1 a.m. No, sir. Home way before no, no, that. No, uh, I'm with Deepa. There's no coming home at 1 a.m. in a brown home. Somebody else said, yes, mm-hmm. Deepa, every brown girl has the exact same story. <laughs> Another person wrote and said, I had the same problem when I was growing up. I was not allowed to have a house key because apparently I was not responsible enough to keep it safe. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not.
not alone. This is amazing. Uh, Deepa okay. had to get home before the streetlights came on. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Your before sun went down. <laughs> yeah. Daylight. And then Shivani texted. Hi, Shivani. Are you there? I'm here. I'm yeah. here. So you said you can relate to Deepa. Why? Oh, I can. Oh, of course I can. Same reason. There was no reason given. I was high school, university, and still didn't have a key to the house. And my brother did have one. So your See? brother had one, just like Deepa. Deepa said she didn't have a house key, but her two brothers had a house key. So how old are you now, Shivani? Now I'm 34. Okay. And you still live at home or no? No, no, no. I don't live at home anymore. Okay. Do you have a, a key now to the house or no? Um, well, yeah, now I live in my own place, so I do have no, my own no, no, no. no, Like no, to no, your not... parents' place. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you have a key to your parents' house yet? No. No. Still oh, damn. <laughs> The struggle is real. So did you ask your folks, like, what was the reason that you didn't have a key to the house, but your brother did? There was no reason. There was no reason. When, whenever I get home, well, there's somebody always there to open the door for me. So I, same thing. I usually call my mom. I'm outside. Open the door, please. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so did you, you never stayed out late either, right? That's right. Wow. Did you, so did... if you wanted to hang out with your friends, like on a Friday or Saturday night? Oh no, that's not happening. I have oh. to be home. Okay. And, and how old were you? How old were you when you, when you moved out? Twenty-four. Twenty-four, and you never had a key yeah. all the way up to twenty-four. That's right. Never brought a guy home. That's right. Oh wow! If, if mom's not home, grandparents home. Somebody's always there. <laughs> <laughs> There's no escaping. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha Show podcast available everywhere you get your podcast from. Make sure you uh, mm-hmm. subscribe so when a new episode is released, it'll automatically download to your device. Just go and search Ask Roz and Mocha. Uh, someone discovered by accident they were listening to the podcast at half speed and said, "Hey guys, when you listen to the podcast at half speed, it sounds like y'all are drunk." Yeah, and. This has now taken off where people will purposely listen to portions of the podcast at half speed and then send the audio to us or send a timestamp to us and then we play them on the radio. Mm -hmm. This one comes to us from uh, Allison Luca from episode 264, so June of last year. And it was from uh, one of the deep dives that we do with Deepa every day. Whatever DMs you send to us go to her as well. Mm -hmm. And the question was would Roz let people play with his hair or must his hair be protected at all times? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so that was the question. Yeah. And here's the conversation at half speed. Like, I'm not a toucher. But, like, Catherine will, like, you're cool if oh, she plays that's there, right? a different story. Or Roxy comes <laughs> and plays with the hair. Nah, yeah, if she doesn't. The cats? But... Um, oh. yeah, the cat cleans me, right? She still does, because uh, she thinks that she's my mama. <laughs> and then so she'll sit on the back of the couch while I'm watching television and she just grooms me. But no, I would not let people just touch me. <laughs> not you yourself, like your hair. Which is a extension of your body. Right. So. No, it's on his body. It's, it's <laughs> my body. But it's so long to the point where, like, 
like if you pull it out, is it really part of his body? Or like, is it far enough that people can <laughs> If somebody tuned in right now yeah. Yeah. and that's all they heard, Deepa. <laughs> No, compliment, no, though. don't go there. Okay. Compliment, though. Compliment, yes. Right? But no, I don't like being touched. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's my favorite. Wow. That's my favorite. Absolute favorite slow-mo moment wow. from the podcast. Uh, thank you, Allison Luca, for that submission. Yes, thank you, Allison. <laughs> um, if, if you find a moment... From oh, our podcast, slow down at half speed that you want to submit because it sounds ridiculous and just insanely funny. Feel free to uh, send that our way. You can screen record, just send us a timestamp. Make sure you include your name so we can give you a shout out as well. But uh, that one comes to us from <laughs> Allison Luca. Thank you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, today's lasagna day, everybody. Uh, in just a couple of minutes, I have come through... Your DMs have been going crazy. Oh, stop it. And people have been messaging messaging the show like nuts, too. I know. So, okay. So, what happened? We'll just sort of explain it all a couple of times throughout this, just so everybody knows what the hell's going on with when we keep talking about lasagna on this show. Uh, years ago, I made more lasagna, and he brought it home, and he loved it. And then he, he like brought it to like his family Christmas dinner, and it was like the hit of the the table. Um, and, and then Maury just kept begging me for lasagna. And anytime I would make one, um, he would just like DM me and it, on the show and everything. He was just like, but he would always ask at the wrong times, like when it was hot out, like in the summer. And I never wanted to do that. And so I had said, hey, listen, the next time we get to five days below zero temperatures, that to me is lasagna weather, right? Uh, when we get to five consecutive days of below temp- below zero temperatures, I'll make you a lasagna. Mm. But we haven't had five days of below zero temperatures in years, believe it or not, because we've been keeping track. We have not had it in years. So so have the people uh, listening to the show. Yeah. It's and, almost like they've created their own, uh, <sighs> like a March Madness I bracket. I know, I know, I know. And <laughs> so, temperatures. And so we know what it was like in the city last week. And then, uh, so we hit five full days. And so I came through. I uh, I have Maury Laza- Maury's lasagna here. Uh, I will present it uh, to him if you guys want to be a part of this and congratulate him. Uh, maybe he'll give it a little taste. On I don't know what I don't know what you want to do, but if you if you want to be a part of it, nine two five triple five is how you mm-hmm. text us. Four one six eight seven zero eighty eight eighty eight is how you give us a call. Uh, Yo, somebody literally just texted in all caps. Yeah, finally, finally, right? <laughs> this is my life. This has been my life. Bloody lasagna, right? You got to be kidding me. Uh, so, but uh, but trust me, like I cannot say this enough. Okay, if you're not interested in this story or the lasagna or Maury's reaction, you have to stick around. Please stick around because the lasagna reveal delivery expectations, anticipations, celebrations are going to be so beyond what you could even imagine somebody's reaction to a lasagna would be. Somebody said... uh Maury's going to be the most excited he's ever been in the history of the show. I'm telling you, he will be. He will be. So lasagna day is here. Yes. Presentation (laughs) will happen in just a few minutes. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I did make Maury his lasagna. Nice. Okay, so uh, give me one second. I'm going to get it, okay? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Roz, reaching over to the bag. Okay, so. Is it a, oh. 
I'm going to do, I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to take the foil off just so you can see the top of the lasagna. Okay. So this, it sunk a little bit, but that's what lasagna does. So this, I would just like to show you and everybody else, Uh is the masterpiece that is Dammit Maury's lasagna. Oh my God. Dude, why would you do that? (laughs) I invented the lasagna shot. This is the smallest lasagna I could possibly make. I would say that this I would say that this lasagna is maybe two and a half inches. It's it's in a tiny miniature baking container, like a little tiny miniature bread container. Okay. I have a tape measure. Oh, you do? <laughs> May I please have your tape measure? Yeah, here. Okay, so I'm actually, I'm going to officially measure Maury's lasagna here. For accuracy. Uh, for accuracy. Okay, so Maury's lasagna <laughs> yes, no is, idea. okay, so Maury's lasagna is um, three and a half inches uh-huh. by two inches. <laughs> right? Of deliciousness. Of deliciousness. Okay, so it's three and a half inches. Look yeah. at this. It fits in the palm of my hand. Yo, you can put that I don't in know your if pocket. you can see this, right? Yeah, so you could. It's. I invented the lasagna shot. Yeah, okay. that's great. So, so here, if you want to tell the guys, because we sent uh, Maury and Shem uh, out into the hallway so they couldn't see this. So if you want to tell Maury to go back into the room, but tell Shem to come here so I can give him Maury's uh, lasagna to pass off to Maury in the other room. Hey, Maury, go back in the studio. Shem, need you for a sec. You want to hand this to, you want to hand that off to, to Shem? Yeah. Tell him, like, put it behind his back or something? Yeah, tell him to hide it and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Maury, are you there? I'm always there for you, baby. Okay. So today is lasagna day, more. What? No way! Yes, it is. Yes, oh. it is. Today, today is the day, my man. Oh my god! Uh, we had just explained to everybody the the process. Up, I was up all night. Eleven o'clock last night. I finished your bloody I lasagna. I don't feel sorry for you. I finished oh. your lasagna. Wow. No, but no, no, hold on, Mocha, don't go. Oh, oh, oh. But like, I sh- like, you want me to feel sorry for you? This was the deal. Okay. No, okay. but like. Now I feel sorry for you. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't, no. Continue no. on with what you're saying. Continue on with what no, you're saying. No, I was gonna say is like I like this. You could have started earlier. <laughs> wow. Yo, you can tell the tone in Maury's voice has changed, right? Huh? Yeah. Like so excited right now. Too. No, I know, I know. No, but, but then Roz goes, "I was up all night." No, I know. But can you tell, like, just how not like, and not that you need to be grateful because it was an agreement, and I and I came through on my no, part. No, but of the I agreement. am grateful because it I is know. But wonderful. there's still there's still a tone, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's still a, there's still a tone in your voice. Yeah, a tone of, like, I, I finally won something. Right, okay. Like, I may never win the lottery, but right. I won lasagna. Okay, so, uh, Shem, uh, will you please um, uh, deliver Maury uh, his lasagna? Gladly. Maury? Wait, what the hell? you got to be kidding me. Dude, it's the size of a pencil. <laughs> oh, happen to you. you were up all night making what? Your lasagna. No, man. This is not. This is a piece of a full lasagna. No. The deal was a whole lasagna. That is a whole lasagna. No. The, no okay, hold on. If you had to specify where <laughs> in the in the city it was yeah. minus something, then yeah. I should not have to specify the size of the lasagna. What it was never discussed. That is a because lasagna. Because it's assumed when you when you discuss, I'm getting a full lasagna. That is a full lasagna. This is not a. This isn't even a portion. It's a full lasagna. It is in its own container. It's in its own. This is not the full... <laughs> Yo, the confusion of Maury's face. Actually, confusion and disappointment. I can't bring this home. By the way, by, by the way, <laughs> if you're just tuning in, it's lasagna day. I, I came through. I made Maury lasagna. Uh, Maury lasagna. I, I invented the lasagna shot last night. I found the smallest, tiniest little bread tin I could find, which measures three and a half inches by two inches. And that's Maury's lasagna.
Don't eat it don't, all in one and, and also, don't forget no, to share but, that. That's for you and Matthew. <laughs> yeah, Matthew was so excited. No, this too. is not fair. I waited years for this. <laughs> That's a lasagna. <laughs> I get that it's a piece of a lasagna. It's not. It is a whole lasagna. No, I want the whole tray. <laughs> what do you think you're holding in your hand right now? That you is got a whole the tray. whole tray of lasagna. This is like a cupping. Shem, what's the mood like in there? You're sitting across <laughs> from Maury right now. Trembling. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when you order something on Amazon and a small thing. Yo, up. and I'm pretty sure Rob's going to need that tin back, too. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to keep that tin. <laughs> no, man. Uh, anyway, if you would like to uh, congratulate Maury on uh, finally getting uh, his lasagna, don't, please give us a call no. uh, or text us at 925 Pissed off. You pissed off? Why, why are you so pissed hey, off? You know what'll make you feel better? <laughs> <Yeah>. Lasagna. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. You want to read some text? I'm sure people are just over the moon happy for Maury <laughs> right Maury now. Is. <laughs> Maury's so stunned, <laughs> probably of hunger, too, because yes. he hasn't touched the lasagna yet. Yes. He can't even speak right yes. now. I can't even tell you the amount of texts that we're getting at 925-555. Uh, someone, a lot of people are calling you Garfield, Maury. Someone uh, was like, yo, Garfield, enjoy that lasagna. <laughs> are you still pissed off, Maury? I've never been this angry. Uh, like, I want to know. No, I want to know because you cut the pasta. So yeah. clearly you made the rest of the lasagna for somebody else. Uh, no, I did not. You did not put the rest away in the fridge. I will have you not believe that. I will. <laughs> I will have you not believe that. I will. I. It, everything. That, that one not. sentence explains why you haven't yet to get a word all right. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so Maury, I am so proud of you for this amazing you. accomplishment. Yes. You yes. did it, buddy. Yeah, you did it, buddy. <laughs> now reap those rewards and eat that lasagna. Uh, yes. Meg writes and says, "What a victory, Maury! Congrats!" <laughs> and congrats, Roz, on putting this to bed finally. Finally! Oh, it is such a weight off my shoulders. Somebody the... else, I can't wait to see the video of Maury's reaction. <laughs> the weight of a tiny little lasagna <laughs> has been lifted off my has been lifted off OMG, my shoulders. Omg, Roz is such a troll. Um, David Mori, dinner for two? Question mark. Yes, it is. It is. It is big enough for two spoonfuls. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, if I worked this little for you, <laughs> but how you, mad you'd Maury, be can me? I? Can I? Can I tell if you I something? Worked like can, this little. Okay. Can I tell you something, Maury? That's going to upset you even more. In order for me to make that tiny little lasagna. I had to go through the entire process as if I was making a giant lasagna. Oh, no, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't make a giant lasagna. 416-870-8888. Hello, Tina. Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. Hi. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Yeah. You oh. want to congratulate Maury? No. Oh. Yuck, Raz. Yuck. What? What'd I do? Oh, my goodness. No, I feel like I was so excited. I had listened to you talk about your lasagna last week or the week before. And then poor Maury. I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, he sounded so sad. <laughs> this is like My somebody... heart broke a little for him. And Dan and Matthew, when they played how excited he was oh, that you were going to make it for him, mm -hmm. like... Come on, Raj, you got to make him a full-size lasagna. This is like working for a company for 25 years and finally seeing your severance. <laughs> oh, no. It's it, awful. It's the worst. Believe me, more. it will not be that big. <laughs>
<laughs> thank you, Tina. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Lots of people wanted to congratulate Maury. I'm finally getting his lasagna. Yeah. Um, Lots of way, people. By the way, just as a friendly reminder of how uh, excited Dammit Matthew was for your lasagna, Roz. Oh, my God. Yes, Roz. I want Roz's meat. Right. Yes. He's going to get it. Yo, uh, Matthew. Not Dammit Matthew. Okay. Other but Matthew. Roz Amoka fan, Matthew. Hello. Hello, hello. How's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. Just finished up a workout and I'm listening to the radio. And Roz, you, you did my man dirty. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you did my man dirty. Come on. A lasagna is a lasagna, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, how many spoonfuls constitute a, a true lasagna? That's the question. Honestly, That's the question. Yeah. Honestly, dude, I, you, I weighed this in grams. <laughs> Yo, Matthew, let me read you guys these two texts, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 925555. Uh, why is Maury so greedy? <laughs> a deal's a deal. Another person put, when you order lasagna on Wish. <laughs> so... Just to recap, it's lasagna day, so I promised Maury that if we hit a certain temperature degree five days in a row below zero temperatures, I would make him a lasagna. And I spent all night last night making what is basically a lasagna shot. Maury's lasagna is three and a half inches by two inches. Max. Like max. <laughs> max. Hurry up, Maury. Lasagna's getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Somebody texted and said, yo, Roz, next time, go smaller. Right. I tried. I tried. Believe me. Uh, Maury. No, I just, I don't understand why you're so proud. <laughs> what do you mean? I invented a lasagna shot. No, just come out. We had a deal. It's a lasagna. I made you lasagna. No, but you know what? Like, a lasagna takes up a dish. Oh, please. It takes up uh, a whole another, dish. Another right. text at 925555. Damn it, Maury should start his own free lasagna convoy until Roz makes him full <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I think people should be happy for Maury, but they're actually quite angry with me, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, we all invested our time listening to this lasagna saga. We are all disappointed and feel Maury's pain. Oh, come on. Um, oh, oh, I'm not going to read that one. That one's really mean. Oh, to me or to Maury? Uh, to Maury. Oh. <laughs> uh, but there are a lot. Somebody said, poor Maury. I actually feel so sad for him. Roz, you did him dirty. Roz, you're horrible. Roz, you were always my favorite until oh. today. You did damn it, Matthew, and damn it, Maury, dirty. Oh. Somebody else wrote, not cool, Roz. Uh, another text at 925 Oh, Roz, you did him wrong. Yeah. Make him a full one. Oh, jeez, stop um, it. I love you, Roz, but this is the meanest thing you've ever done to damn it, Maury. Right, right, right. Um, it's up there for sure. Yeah, Roz, you that. did Maury dirty. Yes. Maury's so angry he can't talk properly. <laughs> no, Maury, what's, how are you feeling right now? How you feel? Before we end all of this, I need to just know your feelings. I was really... Honestly, honestly. No, no, honestly, I was so excited to have <laughs> a ton of lasagna from you. I was going to, like, you know, have some now, put some away for, like, you know, tomorrow. You still can. Yeah, you still can. You just, just have half of it now. Yeah. No, but, like, once this is done, uh-huh. then <laughs> I'm just never like getting food, it again. Once, once you're done your food, then it's done. Yeah. Like, no, I was like in my mind planning on like sitting on your front steps until you give me. No, one. no, on, I need you to be honest right now. Like, no, I'm I, actually I'm not, really upset. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, why, somebody though? else texted real quick before your answer. Yeah. Someone says, "Ross, that's a real bitch move." <laughs> okay. Okay, Maury, Maury, explain your feelings right now. 
Please, that's it. Like, I mean, I get dying. it's funny. La, ha, ha. I yeah. just wanted lots. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Matthew says that. Huh? Okay. okay. I know. I know. Okay. Like, uh, look, I get it. Like, it's not like, you know, I should be upset, but I just, I want it. Like, I was looking forward to having, you know, lots. Okay. Okay. So before, as we're wrapping this you, up. You are like legitimately upset right now. Yeah. Like, I feel like a child that's not getting his full ice cream. <laughs> right. Is there anything nice you want to say to me at all, Maury? I say nice things to you all the time. How about you say something nice to me? Okay, Maury, Maury, are you looking at your cameras right now? I am. Okay, here. Come and get your damn lasagna, Bunk. Oh! Look at the size of that lasagna! <laughs> Come on, baby. No, just for Come proof. Come on, baby. Just for, yo, that looks heavy. Right? Just for this, proof. Here, yeah. measure it so okay. he knows. Yes. So he knows. I know. It's this is a giant measure. lasagna that wow. I actually made for Maury. So what do I do Holy with the shot? Wow. What's that? Bring that, home to, bring that home to Matthew. <laughs> okay, Maury, you'll, you'll be happy to know that this is a full-size 13 and a half inch. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Okay, so come and get your damn lasagna. Look at that, and and legit, and that looks like and a very a heavy, heavy, heavy lasagna. lasagna. Oh, see, okay. that's what you want. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations, Congratulations. Dan Moore. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yesterday was Lasagna Day <laughs> here on the Roz and Mocha Show. Rosanya uh, Day. Just for context, in case you're wondering if you've dipped in a couple of times throughout the last couple of years uh, and heard us talk uh, like an excessive amount about lasagna, this is what mm. happened was years ago, three years ago, I think it was maybe, maybe longer, uh, I made Maury lasagna and I gave Maury lasagna to bring home. It was over the holidays. His whole family enjoyed it. And since then, he's been begging me to make him another lasagna. Uh, but I was like, no, it's a lot of work. And... Mm. You know, it's not cheap. And he would always ask me at the wrong time of year, like like during a Summer. heat wave, right? <laughs> I'm like, who wants to do that? Uh, so I had said years ago that the next time we get to five days in a row where it's consistently below zero temperatures, I'll make you a lasagna. But it turns out we had some real crazy winters the last couple of years where we haven't had this in years. It hasn't been five days below zero, believe it or not, in a very long time in a row. Uh, and so we hit that last week. And so I made Maury lasagna. But what I did was uh, I made Maury uh, like a lasagna shot. I made him the smallest, tiniest little lasagna. It was three and a half inches by two inches in a miniature little um, bread tray. And he was pissed. Mm -hmm. And then we kept this going on all day yesterday. However, yeah. some nutritionists would say, would look at that tin and, the, and, and how deep that tin is, right? right? Yes. And say... The amount of lasagna in there right. is enough for one serving. Right. So, Maury, you were pissed yesterday. Oh, was I ever. Okay. So, Maury was so upset yesterday. All that Crushed. work for nothing. Crushed. Uh, and then at the end of the show, I revealed that I actually made Maury a whole lasagna, everything else. Then happy Big. again. Yes. But uh, when he went home to Matthew, I guess Maury decided to, like... Troll Matthew. To troll Matthew the mm -hmm. same way that I trolled Maury. Well, you look like you had so much fun, so... <laughs> <laughs> I present to you a lasagna from Roz. Are you kidding me? That's not real. Like... <laughs> it's like a micro-machine. Oh my god. What am I gonna do with that? Are we supposed to split that? I mean, if we cut it down the middle... I mean, this is a bite-sized brownie. We have to make the best of this. This is what we got. Oh, well... I mean, Can I maybe he's sending myself? you a message. <laughs> you need to go on a diet. Matthew, <laughs> what if I just eat this for me? Do you need any? 
At this point, like, you know what? More souls. Yeah, I'll take half of that. <laughs> I've been waiting years for this. Years. I don't know what's worse, that damn lockbox with $100 in it or this? I don't know, that Roz. He's getting a little stingy lately. <laughs> Should we say thank you to Roz? Uh, thank you, but can you give me another, like, a bigger one? Like, I'd like to enjoy this. It was actually good. Look, the dog wants it. I would like a bite at least, but I would like to save it for lunch. Well, I'm hungry now. I'm going to contact Ross myself. So, By the way, Matthew did not contact me himself. So, so damn Matthew, so, pissed, yes. but still very much intrigued. Right. Which takes us to later in the day in the condo of the Dammits. Matthew, dinner. <laughs> this is dinner. More like crumb. Well, we're making the best of it, so let's Prisoners, like, in jail get more food than this. Well, why are you on your phone? I'm ordering Uber Eats. This is not going to fill me up. <laughs> well, at least try and see if it fills you up. What are you ordering? Something. I need, like, carbs with this little crumb that I'm eating here. Okay, take your first It's still bite. the same amount of trouble. Like, if you went through all that hard work to make it, whether you're making a little piece or a big, giant freaking tray of it, it's still the same, like, the same amount of work to me because you have to, like, brown the meat, do the... <laughs> Cut a bite. Cut a bite. I need a toothpick. I don't think a fork fits this. <laughs> we waited years for this. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. When Harry met Sally, I feel like Meg Ryan. It's good. He knows how to make lasagna. Okay, eat your last bite. I'm done. There's nothing else left. Are you full? What kind of a dumb question is that? Am I full? <laughs> Can you go back to him and ask him, like, like I'll pay him to make a full tray. Like, it's really good. So, wait, Maury, where was the, the big lasagna this whole time? It was at the bottom of the fridge behind his celery juice. Oh, my God. So, Maury hid it in the fridge so Matthew wouldn't find it. Yeah. Right. Matthew, okay. still pissed. Satisfied, but still pissed. Yes. And the saga continues. So, Matthew. What? So, what Maury walks into Matthew's office while Matthew is working. And Maury walks in with a giant plate with a huge piece of lasagna on it, eating it in front of him, waiting for Matthew to notice. Matthew. What? Do you have two seconds to spell check a couple of things for me in a moment? You, you want me to what? Can you spell check a couple of things for <laughs> me in a moment? Am I gonna, there's Google. Go use Google. What are you why, why bothering me for? Because you write for a living. Oh, my God, Maury. Can you leave me alone? Like, honestly, I just want to finish this. What? How could you still be eating lasagna? No, I got... You haven't finished that little piece. No, I got a, another piece from the fridge. I, I was hungry. another piece? Yeah, I forgot to tell you. There's a whole tray in the fridge. Ross sent us home with a whole tray. You're lying. No. There's a whole tray? Yeah. <laughs> so I had a crumb, and you think my dinner is going to be the crumb, but you don't tell me this till now. And you're eating it. And I ordered Uber Eats, <laughs> spent money, didn't have to, and you, you tell me this now. And you're even eating it. You don't even... Tell me, like... I totally forgot, and then I went and I got myself a slice. You did this on purpose. I hate you right now. Honestly, I'm so over this. Honestly. There's some in there if you want some. Just help yourself. Where was that hidden? Behind your celery juice. It's in a stob, like a big stob tray. No, I'm married to an idiot. You didn't tell me, and then you did this on purpose. So now, like, okay, that's great. That's nice. it was an oops. Oh, an oops. Do you want a little bite? Do you want a little bite? I hate you. I am going to want a bite. I'm going to want a whole friggin'... Here. No, don't do that now. Have a bite. Maury, I already ate. I'm going to eat this later. I'm working right now. Okay. Okay, great. I'm not talking to you the rest of the night, so don't even bother. Like, you might as well just go to bed. Oh. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, poor Matthew. Oh, man. Morning. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Sorry, I apologize. I was uh, distracted by the long title of this new Kristen Bell God, this show's so show good. on Netflix, which you watched already, right? Yeah, it's so, it's, I love, like, love, love, love Kristen Bell. And this is, to me, Kristen Bell at her absolute best. And when the show, uh, you watched the whole thing, right, Deepa? Shit, all eight episodes. You did. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Right. Uh, all eight episodes available on Netflix today. And when you don't know what it is, you will now, but when, you, when you're when you unsure of what the show actually was, as I was when I started watching it, like, mm. I didn't know if I was watching a comedy. Yeah. I didn't know if, like, <laughs> Kristen Bell decided to do something super serious. Like, it, it, it took me a while to realize what it was. And as soon as you kind of get into the groove of this, mm. it is so fun. Like, because, it's such a good show. So I haven't watches yet i'm gonna start watching tonight yeah but the based on the trailer alone yes and the trailer is brilliant yes it set up like a murder mystery yeah yeah serious yeah, tone. yeah. very serious it, tone. it's the kind of thing where you don't know if somebody is going crazy or if they're the sane one and everybody else has gone crazy mm-hmm. right like it's one of those things where, where you just you don't know what world you're watching uh, so Deepa had a chance to talk to uh, Kristen Bell and Tom Riley. Um, Tom Riley plays Kristen Bell's neighbor, I believe. He, in he also lives across the street. Mm-hmm. In the, uh, oh, he's he lives across the street. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Deepa had a chance to talk to uh, the two of them about this new show on Netflix called "The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window." <laughs> How long did it take for all of you to memorize the title of the show? Because it's so long. So, Tom, I want to start with you. How long did it take you to memorize it? I mean, we've been asked this a lot, and I think that it obviously means like it's 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 working. Because when we originally were shooting this, it was it was the woman in the house was the, the title that we were calling it. So we got to, st- we started by learning half of it. So days wise, two, three, four, five, 10, 20. <laughs> 20 days. It took 20, 20 days. days. <laughs> <laughs> and Kristen, I know you had a role in lengthening the title, right? So give us a little bit of the insider story for that one. I, I don't want to take too much credit. I, I, I vocalized my opinions on why the, to- the title should stay long. So when, when we were pitching this project, before any of the episodes were written, it was the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. And oh. then when we started printing the scripts and hiring the actors and shooting the show, it was it was just felt like too much. It was just too much to get through. So each script said the woman in the house. And then I never considered ever calling it anything different. I just thought we were doing that for efficiency. And then when, you know, you're going into the actual broadcasting of a show, there are boxes it needs to fit into. You need to make sure that your viewers can say the title and search it easily. There's a whole bunch of business stuff that I don't understand. But my point of view was basically I wanted to get on the phone with everyone involved and say how passionate I was about keeping this title long because it is the absolute perfect indicator of tone. Just like Michael said, it's necessary because I've never said the title to anyone and not had the person listening just giggle. Yeah. And then when you go on Netflix, <laughs> so I logged into my Netflix, yeah, right? Yeah. And it like it shows up as like the featured title, yeah. right? Yeah. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yeah. And all the words fit perfectly yeah, fine. I know, but it's like when you have a super long name and you got to fill out passport papers, right? <laughs> You're like, well, there's not enough squares. I know. And then it almost becomes <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, Deepa, by the way, talking to Kristen Bell and Tom Riley about this new show on Netflix. Okay, here's the thing. Everybody's problems wouldn't have even happened or been a thing if 
they just shut their blinds in the show. I was watching this and I was yelling at my TV screen, like, just shut the blinds. So if there is one thing that you would do with your blinds open, you're like, yeah, I don't care if people are looking at me. And one thing that you would do with your blinds closed, it could be spicy. It could be sexy, anything you want. Uh, What would those things be? Kristen, let me start with you. Well, I... I will say when I was in college, I did, my blinds were open and in the courtyard, they faced my boyfriend at the time and I saw him cheating on me and I called him and I broke up with him. And that's, oh. that was intense at the time. Wait, but, are you joking? No, I'm that's... not joking, but it's not as dramatic as it sounds because I'm still friends with him and I love him very much. <gasps> we're 19 years old. Did you see him taking the call from you telling him you were breaking up with him? <laughs> nice. Wait, nice. what did that breakup sound like when you, like, really when quick, you address said, that? What are you doing? And he was like, nothing. I go, really? He goes, yeah, nothing. I go, okay. Well, uh, shut your f***ing shades. (laughs) (laughs) But I love him now. I I love him. I'm still friends with him. Um, But what I would do behind my own blinds is exactly what I'd do if they were open, I think. Because I'm a pretty, I'm an oversharer. I'm like a TMI kind of person. So does that include sexy time or no oh. sexy time? I mean, I guess, but like, we're like grandparents now, so I don't even know who would care if the blinds were open. Maybe our kids, if they were in the yard. Uh, that is Kristen Bell, uh, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. All eight episodes are available right now on Netflix. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Deepa, uh, good interview with Kristen Bell. Um, I, I find it I find it wild that you cannot watch a movie where two people kiss, but you ask Kristen Bell if she screws her husband with the blinds <laughs> open. <laughs> See, the thing is, I don't have to watch it. She could tell me if she does it or not, so it doesn't emotionally. But, but to impact even me just be way. curious about that, like you won't <laughs> you won't watch two actors kiss in a show, and yeah. you're asking the woman if she like does it with her <laughs> husband with the blinds open. I feel like I need to have everybody's best interest in mind because I feel like people would want to know if they do. That. Right. So I don't even think. Deepa, now that I think about it, with the the way that Deepa is, I'm not 100 percent convinced, Deepa, that you can even see through your windows. Are they boarded up? <laughs> <laughs> They're actually wide open. My blinds are fully open yeah. right now because there's nothing that happens in this house that people. <laughs> oh, you, uh, come on now, yeah. newlyweds. Yeah, You're so wild. I know. I know. Does the does the does the plywood covering up the the window Windows match the plywood divider that you and Thalal have in the bed? <laughs> you know, aesthetics are everything, yeah. so yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Come on, Roz. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yo, how you doing? How you doing? Um, I gotta play this for you. Yeah. When you get hangry, right? Mm-hmm. Do you get like hangry, hangry where you're almost taking it out on other people or you get really, really upset. Are you that type of person when you get hangry? Do not get hangry. At all. Ever. And you don't really eat throughout the day anyway, right? No. No, I enjoy normally. Yesterday I had a little, I had a couple pepperoni sticks yesterday. That's sort it? of mid-morning. Man, that's not nutritious. Uh, that's not you get through Listen, the day. I didn't say I had nutrition. Like, I'm not like, that's not, it's not my thing, man. Um, a lot of other people are, you know, eating the good stuff, right? I got to eat every three hours. You do, huh? Yeah. See, every I three to four hours. No, I have even one, if it's like a, a snack, one good big meal a day like, is what like I in do. the afternoon. Like if I have like a granola, granola bar or I'll have like an apple, really, right? Huh? Like I need to have something every three hours. Here's when I get, ha- here's how not hungry I get. Okay. One day last week, 
when I didn't have to do the TV show. I went home and I was like kind of hungry. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm hungry. So I made a sandwich. I had a chicken sandwich with like yeah. just on a bun, a little bit of chicken, a little bit of mayo, a little bit of lettuce, everything else. I had that at uh, 12.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did not eat again and forced myself to eat at 9.45 because no, that long. one chicken sandwich was enough for me for the day. No, too long. Yeah. I will have... After we wrap up the show, I'll have a little something right before we leave yeah. or when I'm in the car. Really? Yeah. And then I will eat again, maybe an hour and a half, like a full lunch, an hour and a half really? later. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of food. Like yesterday I had chicken breast, half a steak, two eggs, uh, and sweet potato. For what? What lunch. time? For lunch. Yeah. Jeez. And then like three and a half, four hours later, I had... Dinner. Like a full dinner. Yeah. No, I made dinner I at 3.30. Pasta. Oh, Jesus. So man. I don't know about you, like, Shem and Dan more. when you guys get hangry. For me, when I get, like, super hungry yeah. and I get, I just, I just shut down. I just get quiet. Oh, I get really? angry. I get yeah. I don't yell, but yeah. I just get, like, the, the, the hunger pains. Well, you've, you really? guys have seen me on a cleanse. Yeah, it's yeah not but that's good. not a cleanse. That's, that's starvation, No, I mean, you though. see how angry I get. Yeah, but that's that's starvation, though. I'm having an artisanal uh, charcuterie right now. Uh, let me play Christ. this for you. This is probably the hangriest I have ever heard someone oh. in my entire life. Okay. It's this woman. I don't know. <laughs> she's yelling. She's kind of yelling at everybody that's in the car with her. Okay. She's sitting shotgun. She's in the passenger seat. Yeah. I don't know if the person driving is a friend of hers or if the person driving is like an Uber. Okay. okay? Yeah. And then she's got three friends sitting in the back and one of them is filming and they're all laughing at her. Okay. But listen to this. I worked a 10 hour. All I want is wings stuff. That's Can a little you excessive. F- that's a little excessive. I'm CEO of Starving with. What did you eat today? I ate nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so she looks Shem's eyes right now. Oh my god. I love people's. I really do. I I really love when people say starving. You know what I mean? Like it's so funny. It's so funny to me. So she just wanted wings, right? Yeah, she wanted wing stop. I, okay. I I think that also it's very difficult in a situation like that to differentiate between. What is actually hangry and what is actually a-hole? That's both. Okay. Right there. This is absolutely both. I worked a 10 hour. All I want is wing stuff. That's a little excessive. That's a little excessive. I'm CEO of hangry. I'm starving with. What did you eat today? I ate nothing. Nothing. (laughs) I worked 10 hours. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm starving. <Yeah. laughs> I I worked I worked a full day, right? Yeah. Plus, I'm starving now. So okay. next time you get hangry and you feel like Please. taking it out on someone, maybe just simmer down a sec and think about this woman. I worked a ten oh, oh my hour. God. All I want is wing stuff. That's a little excessive. Why? That's a little excessive. I'm CEO of hangry. I'm starving. <laughs> what did you eat today? I, 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 I ate. I also I love that her friends have zero compassion yeah. <laughs> for her. <laughs> None. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I don't want to shovel anymore, man. No. I my back is still sore, and I don't know what happened to it. From two I, weeks ago. Yeah, I think Age, so. Man. I, no, it's, 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 yeah, it might be, but like it's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I did. 
I don't know what I did. And I also you like live with your knees. No, I do live with my knees, right? Mm. But then I have to stop because then my knees get sore, uh, right? So then I try. That's age. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Right? You know, stuff <laughs> high starts, five, Mocha. Stuff starts breaking down, and but no, I don't know what I did to my back not that long ago. But my back is—I never have a sore back. That's age. But I—I I pulled it. Thank you, more. But I pulled it doing it's something. It's because you slouch so much. I think it is. Right, yeah. and I think that you're slouching. It doesn't yeah. only happen when you're sitting. Yeah, it's now progressed to when you're standing Bro. and possibly when you're walking bro i slouch so much i slouch when i'm lying down how do you slouch when you're lying down okay imagine you're slouching you are right permanently now. like the letter s yeah i right? slouch when i yeah i like when i sleep okay so uh what's the best way i can describe this to, to, to imagine you're lying down okay yeah. okay so oh, imagine I'm, imagine well, let me lie down on the ground imagine imagine you're lying down okay actually lie down then yeah, yeah. on my left or on yeah. my right side uh my you're right always you're right jesus what are you trying to do keep me up all night always <laughs> Always on your right. If you're in your car right now, do this too. Just lie down. <laughs> okay. Whatever. So I'm, I'm laying out on my. Okay. Uh, so you're lying right down side. on you're lying down on your right side. Yeah. Okay. And then so with your shoulders, make sure your shoulders are all the way forward. Okay. Like all the way forward. Like yeah. hunch them, hunch them forward. So your so your back is almost in like a C position, right? Yeah. And then with your neck, I want you to take your head. You know when you do like the, the moves like pigeons do, like when you're emulating a pigeon where you just yeah. like push your chin forward, right? Uh -huh. I want you to take your chin and push it all the way forward, oh, right? Hurts. And then just drop your and then drop your, your forehead a little tiny bit and hunch your and hunch your shoulders forward. Bro, I don't know how you right? do this. So you get this a double so so, so you and, and so when you feel that you have a double chin, you know you're doing it right. Wait, but that's all day, every day. Right, yeah, exactly. Honestly? So that's how I sleep, and that's how I wake up every Wait, day. Are your legs straight or are your knees bent? Uh, so my knees are, my my hips are sort of forward, but uh -huh. my legs are kind of back, if that makes any sense. Like like an S almost. No way. And, well, then, I, and then I bend like at the, the knee. And then I bend at the knee. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm starting to like. I, I, I I'm starting to think I need hinges as opposed to as opposed to just being able to really just being do. able to bend. You know, right? it'll fix your height up. Like, WD forty. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how I do it, but I wake up sore every yeah. day. Does Catherine oh, try and straighten you out at night? Uh, no, not at night because she's just so tired. But like, if oh, I'm sitting man. at the table, she'll walk up and just like put one hand. Is it because you're my... tall and you have so much body? I think I I think it's this. I really do. I think a lot of my posture problems have become, and I don't mean sort of metaphorically. I mean actually physically, mm. which is my whole life. I've been looking down on people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Well, come on. I, no, you know what I mean, though. Okay, I don't mean like looking down on you as a human, as a person. I oh. mean, but you also mean that. I mean looking. I mean looking down on you as a person. Um, <laughs> okay, you have to understand. Okay, listen, listen. Up, okay, this is what it's like to. You want to know the hell that it's like to to be to be me? Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, please enlighten us. Okay, so imagine this right now. So stand right there the way you are. Yeah. Okay. Now, most conversations. Imagine eighty percent of the conversations that you're going to have in life. Okay, tilt down, tilt your head down mm. like that. Bro, live your life like that. You're not looking that down, bro. When I talk to people, like if I talk to Catherine, my head is down. My head is down when I talk to you. And We're me. not that. It's not that. Okay, eighty. Same thing. Eighty percent of my life, I'm looking down no, on people. You're putting like your chin. The what what you're describing right now, yeah. is you're putting your chin directly on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about when you talk to kids? What? 
Yeah. No, then I squat, right? You know what I mean? There you go. I'm not getting sore for a group of kids. I don't know. You think I'm going to, you got to crank my neck for a kid that's not mine? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. It's the first day of Black History Month, and you'll be seeing a lot and hopefully learning a lot about black history uh, in Canada. And Sportsnet is behind a huge initiative led by Donovan Bennett, who's a writer and host on Sportsnet, also a friend of the Raz and Mocha Show. Another exciting year for you and Sportsnet and uh, helping to celebrate and educate uh, Black History Month, right? Yeah, no question. Thank you for having me. And I think, sadly... You know, the operative word there is educate, because mm-hmm. certainly when I was in school and to a lesser extent, but still to a certain extent now, there isn't a huge amount of education in Black History Month. So with my, my platform, you know, I figured, can we can we educate a little bit with some great stories? Can we humanize people um, and, you know, a group of people, you know, that being black people and specifically black Canadians uh, with the storytelling and quite frankly, we give some black content creators a platform to tell the stories they want to tell the way they want to tell them. So that's what we've endeavored to do once again this year. But I don't know about you guys, you know, I'm of the same age ish. (laughs) When I was in school, the black history you learned was American history. Mm -hmm. It wasn't rooted in Canadian stories. And so for us being able to shine a spotlight on the black history being made, in sports was really important. Over the last couple of years, it really seemed there was there was a, there was a shift, and and I'm looking at this from somebody who grew up with very little in the way of Black History Month uh, taught to them in in school. Um, there seemed to be a, a shift in the last couple of years where when Black History Month would roll around, you tend to get the same stories centered around the same topics and the same people kind of year after year, the sort of giants of that world. And in the last couple of years, I've had my mind open and blown with people choosing to sort of center and 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 pay attention to and give a platform to people throughout history who have done like incredible things where after I hear the story or I see the video or I read the article, I'm like, how did we not know about that person? You hit it, the nail right on the head. And I, I do think that the approach has been a little encyclopedic. Yeah. If that is a word. If not, I just made it up. Yep. Uh, right, we, we tell, you know, these stories and they're all of the ilk of a Canadian heritage moment. And one, like how many people really relate to that? type mm-hmm. of content but two how many stories are we missing that you know needs to be unearthed and how many stories are going on right now history that's being made right now mm-hmm. so again when we reflect after the racial reckoning you know of spring of 2020 uh, it's crazy we're now in 2022 uh, after george floyd's passing you know part of the conversations we had was the lack of humanity for that person, but the lack of humanity for Black people more broadly and why um, the anti-Black racism conversation was so important. So if we can infuse uh, more humanity in more Black people to show that they're not a monolith, to your point, we'll do a great job of unearthing those stories that we quite frankly 
don't tell because we're, we're lazy. We go to the well and we tell the same stories over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donovan Bennett from Sportsnet on the Raza Moga Show. What can you tell uh, the people listening to our show right now? Um, what are some of the, the stories that, that you are telling? Who are some of the, the key people that you're talking about that you're shedding a light on and, and helping introduce to the rest of the world? I can tell you it's fire. All of it. It's all fire. <laughs> Sportsnet.ca backslash, or backslash, I always mess that up, uh, BHM. It's where you can get the content. And, you know, I think we, we, we're certainly telling stories um, about, about people, present day people. But I think, I think maybe shift this year is a lot of the content creators wanted to talk about issues, right? Overarching issues. You know, there's a beautiful piece coming out um, towards the end of the month about black hair for females and the types of things they have to do to get ready for competition in sport with black hair. Another um, thing that they have to deal with, we're talking to, you know, some, uh, Somali and, and really more broadly Muslim uh, athletes about being a double minority, being mm-hmm. black and Muslim, and how do you fit in that space uh, as, as well. And we did a story with the Hockey Diversity Alliance talking about their experiences in the game. Many people have seen you know, their Budweiser Tape Out Hate campaign. Well, we're kind of allowing them to have some room to breathe, to tell those stories longer than a 30-second spot. And, and one of the ones that I'm personally really excited about is we talked to a bunch of Raptors, Pascal Siakam, mm. Precious Achua, OG Ananobi, Masai Ujiri, about the rise of African culture right now. You guys know how many great songs are, have African influences. Mm-hmm. Afropop is dominating my streaming service in a way that wasn't the case uh, when we were a kid. What are the reaches of that where we're seeing the infusion in fashion, certainly in sports and basketball and music, the rise of African culture, really when we think about the continent, it's often about poverty, about disease and how they're reforming how people think of of Africa as a nation, given the legacy of Nelson Mandela. So so we're, we're really talking about, you know, uh, some some macro issues of the black experience. And I think that's what makes this uh, initiative cool. Uh, Donovan Bennett, thank you so much for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show. You know, we have so much love for you here. Uh, remind people again when they uh, head over to sportsnet.ca exactly where they go to get this content. Yeah, so every Tuesday we will have a bunch of the content rolling out new on our, our website, sportsnet.ca. But for all of the content throughout the month, sportsnet.ca backslash bhm is where you can find it much love to you brother thank you so much you too appreciate you guys and always appreciate you guys having these conversations no thank you so much really appreciate it you're the best man thank you the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast Roz and mocha's fix my life what advice can you guys give me okay so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix Roz and mocha got you oscar it's Roz and mocha how you doing I'm doing all right. How are you? Good, buddy. Uh, what's going on? Why are you reaching out? Uh, I'm reaching out because uh, there's been a lot of tension in the house uh, between my girlfriend and I ever since we've had a baby. Ooh, you were says, Razamoka fixed my life. Um, hey, I'm a new dad to my little boy, and I love him so much. My girlfriend, on the other hand, has turned a full 180 on me when it comes to our son. What do I do? What do you mean by that? Pull the full 180 on you. Um... So originally, um, she had a C-section, so I had to take care of both her and the kid for the first few weeks. Um, And during those first few weeks, I want to say about three, four weeks, she's like, oh, you're the best dad ever. You're always on top of everything, taking care of us. Um, But after those few weeks, I had to get back to work. So once I got back to work, um, I didn't have as much time all the time. So I got home around 6 p.m., sometimes later. 
and I couldn't always take care of him. Obviously, I'd like come take care of him, you know, let her sleep, but she would always be like, oh, you're handing him off or you don't have time for him anymore and stuff like that and just looking to start fights. So I'm wondering if it's, uh, you know, a lot of the emotion that comes with being a parent for the very first time and your lack of sleep or her lack of sleep and feeling like she is the uh, the sole provider or the one that needs to tend to the baby the most. Like maybe the, the, the stress of all that is weighing on her as well. Um, well, I know we um, I did suggest that I would do like we do swap nights so I would come home after work and I would watch him until about one o'clock two o'clock in the morning and then I'd bring him into his crib he'd sleep this way she can get early sleep go to bed around eight wake up around when he wakes up at like two three and then I would get the rest of the sleep and go into work Mm -hmm. um she's not a huge fan of that she wants to go to bed together god that, so, it's it's and how old's the kid he's seven weeks now seven weeks i'm gonna first of all you have to know that everything that you guys are going through is 100 percent normal mm -hmm. like 100 percent normal this is no real cause for concern it's, millions of people have had this conversation uh before before you do i i think that there's always going to be the divide between your wife's job with the kid is always going to be 24-7 where your job is going to be perceived as being 9 to 5, right? So you will always look like sort of you're getting off easy. And when you come home, you may feel that you don't have the, uh, the, the ability to say that you had a bad day or that you're also tired, right? Um, yeah. And I think that you guys need to know where those triggers are in the house and as a couple. I think that you need to know what sets her off and she needs to know what sets you off. And this all comes down to communication. But what you're fighting about and, and the, the sort of disagreements, the area that you want to avoid really is treating the taking care of a baby as any with any sort of competitive nature right or scorekeeping you don't want to get into the world of you know i changed him nine times today you only changed him three you know i dealt with a massive up the back you know poop explosion uh today and you didn't have to do that i've had to shower three times but you don't want to get into that the scorekeeping right um and avoid that and i think that all of this only happens because you need to discuss this stuff together as a couple I don't think that you can um, ignore things or navigate your way through these triggers or landmines. Mm -hmm. I think that you need to sit down and actually have these conversations um, as a couple. So when she says to you, I always feel like you're handing the kid off to me, that needs to be a conversation. And when she is overwhelmed, that needs to be a conversation. But I think that one of the things you can do is, and I know it's going to be difficult, like really difficult, but um, I think alone time with the kid is invaluable time. So even if it is you get home from work and even if she jumps in the car and literally do just goes for a drive for 45 minutes, right? She gets out of the house. She doesn't hear what's going on. Mm -hmm. She gets time alone. You get time alone with the kid. So I think alone time, even in small amounts is really, really important. Right. That is a very good 
um, like thought on it. The only thing is she doesn't know how to drive mm. and it's snow all over the place, right? Sure. So really yeah. Sure. But you know, you, you know, you, you, sure. You know what I mean? Like it maybe, you know, maybe a friend, maybe I, who knows, you maybe know, who, who knows what that asking, looks like in your house, right? right? Maybe you just have to ask right. her, like if you were to have alone time or I would love for you to have some alone exactly. time. What does that um, mean to you? Yeah. What does that mean? What is it that you would love to do more than anything right now? Because uh, I think, okay. you know, a lot of uh, of her feelings, and I'm sure we're going to get texts from, from moms who are listening to this right now who know the feeling um, that your girlfriend is going through. You know, she may be feeling a little overwhelmed when you're not there because it's all on her. Right. Which is why the first few weeks, everything was okay because you were there to help out. When you're out of the house, it's literally her by herself. And she is thinking uh, not only about being alone with the kid but also she's got to feed that kid she's got to change that kid laundry needs to get done you know food needs to get made not only for you know the survival of your child but also like who's going to do the laundry in the house for the household who's going to take care of the cooking the meals for the household so there's probably a lot of other stuff that's uh weighing on her mind when she is there by herself right but again, right. you won't know any of that until you, you have a full-out conversation with her. And we don't know, like, you know, we could get into all the sort of specifics about, you know, what's going on in the in the house and where she feels that she's doing more and where you may be dropping the ball in, in her eyes. Um, but if you don't see it that way, like, if you really feel that you are doing the most that you can, both, you know, with your time and emotionally for her and the kid, then you have to have that conversation because then you guys just aren't aligned on things and you need to sort of realign. This is brand new for the two of you and you're both going through an incredible amount of stress, as wonderful as it is to have a baby, but seven weeks when you're already having these conversations, one again, totally normal, but it's no joke. And you guys need to, you need to, you need to team up again. Does that help Oscar? Yeah, that helps. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Aren't babies great? Yeah, no, he truly is. Honestly, he's a yeah. he's amazing. I I can't like he's starting to smile and he's starting to find his own laugh now. So it's yeah. adorable. All right, buddy, don't yeah. worry. You guys are gonna get through this. Just um, talk about it, okay? All right, we'll do. Thank you. Ross and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. I gotta play you this clip. Uh, there's a woman who lost out on a job because of her outgoing voicemail message. So. What? A guy called her to offer her a job or to talk to her about a job and heard her, hey, it's so-and-so message. And based on her, hey, it's so-and-so message, left her a message saying this. Yes, Miss Jones, I recommend if you apply for a job and you expect somebody to call you, that you have a more appropriate uh, response on your uh, voicemail. So uh, thank you for applying, and no need to give us a call back here at Harris Theater. Thank you, man. Bye. Oof, oof, oof. Let me guess. A song she put on. Like, is there like a song? So like a okay, song? are we are we still at that point? Because we'll, we'll we'll play it for you in a second. The the what was so inappropriate, right? But are we at that point now? Because I know it drives me crazy that Maury still has the guy from. What is it? Saw, Saw on his voicemail. Yeah. That he, and he uses that number for show, like for this, I this show. So many compliments no. on this. Yeah, it is so it's so inappropriate. As soon as I hear the voicemail, I don't wait. I to... I stop. I just stop calling him. Yeah. Right. Okay. So here's the so here's the question. 
Uh, is there still a level of uh, something that could be considered unprofessional or inappropriate when you're leaving your voicemail? You it's say your own po- personal voicemail. I know, but when you're applying for jobs and mm-hmm. stuff, as I'm sure Maury is too. Um, <laughs> Mr. LinkedIn, always updating. Always and those updating are the people LinkedIn. that are complimenting me. Always updating LinkedIn. Uh, I remember I had, I can't remember what it was on my voicemail, like years and years ago. Yes. I had something that, not that it was inappropriate, but I was uh, applying for other gigs, other right. jobs. Right. And I figured if someone was going to call, the voicemail that I had at the time really was not appropriate. Okay. Right? I wanted somebody to take me seriously. Okay. So let's go Let's go back. Let's play him again. Let's play him again real quick because I want you to hear the tone in his voice and I want you to know just how offended he was. Okay. okay. So here he is again. Yes, Miss Jones. I recommend if you apply for a job and you expect somebody to call you, that you have a more appropriate uh, response on your uh, voicemail. So uh, thank you for applying, and no need to give us a call back here at Harris Teeter. Thank you, man. Bye. Oh, but, okay. by the way, By the way, Harris Teeter, by the way, is a supermarket chain. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I got it. What? Did she do Because I had this once. Okay. Forever ago. Okay. Did she do the classic, hello? No, nobody does Hello? that. Any you, you, you think I sound old? Hello, <laughs> right? And you I know people that person. still have that. Yeah. Yeah, Hello, old people. And they're like, ah, got him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, around. Leave a message. Why so, can't we have fun anymore? So here <laughs> is uh, Zanea Jones' outgoing voicemail. Okay. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up, y'all? It's your girl Naya, and I'm back with another banging banger. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't answer the phone. Please leave your name, number. Yeah, you know I like Gail. What happened? Gail. Uh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> this is like this is like the intro to her YouTube channel. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your girl Nia, and I'm back with another banging banger. Before we proceed, make sure you hit subscribe. <laughs> right? But wouldn't you want somebody fun like that working for you? I don't know. Like, I don't know how inappropriate that was. That like, that's doesn't certainly sound not. Like... Based on this guy's reaction, yeah. the voicemail that he left. Yeah. This is a lot tamer than what I right? assumed. Thank right? you. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up, y'all? It's your girl Nia, and I'm back with another banging banger. Right? I don't even know what she's saying. Every, but... Everything I'm talking about, you can find in the description below. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. <laughs> she does, but I think that that she just sounds like like a young woman, and that's just the way that they do but, these so things. So, are you saying right? that we now have to just say, "Hi, it's Ross"? I'm, I'm not, not saying available. anything. Leave a message. Well, have you heard mine before? Yeah, it's yours much is that. just straight up. I'm not around. Leave a message. <laughs> is it still? Yeah. Because I, I, yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard my yeah. my voicemail. Around, I hear it five a times message. a day. Call mine right now. Call mine right now. Yeah? Yeah. You call, sure? call mine right now. Yeah. Why not? Don't don't say my phone number. Oh. <laughs> no? Say it. No. Because um. I think mine's pretty normal. Yeah. 41. I don't sound grumpy on it. You don't sound right? happy. Well, yeah, but I don't. I don't deliberately sound grumpy. Like I think I sound cheerful. No. Right? I sound cheerful. Hey, I'm not around. Leave a message. <laughs> no, that sounds. That sounds pretty unhappy. 
<laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, also, that's uh, hey, I'm not around. Leave a message. Oh, wow. Yeah. That just screams happiness also, right there. Also didn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not around. Leave a message. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. He's also, Roz. I'm Mocha. What's up? Make sure you park your car in a way that uh, nobody's going to come and siphon the gas out of it. Oh. Gas is very expensive today. I drove by one gas station today. 151. 151? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Going above and beyond. Because I think most stations are at 150. Yeah, something like that. What does Not it cost good. you normally to fill your car, Maury? Maury, you drive a Yaris. Yeah, um, now it's about $42. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm still, I filled it up like over a week ago. I'm still at half a tank. It's yeah, but you only, you only drive, like, you go from work to home. But your even, drive is eight minutes. But even when I drive to uh, Burlington to visit my dad, it's like less than a dot. Yeah. My, uh, what does it cost to fill your car? No. $97. $97. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't was, front that. Actually, yeah. no. It caught, sorry. Yeah. Gas was cheaper last week when I filled. I right. got to fill again, I think today maybe. No, I filled on Monday. Yeah. And it was cheaper than what it is now. Then it cost me $97. Oh, I'm right. going to have to fill either on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. It'll cost over 100 probably. And how long does it last you? One week. One I fill week. my tank once a week. And your commute is how long each way? 45 minutes. Okay. So my truck costs me, same as yours, almost 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. My commute in every day is like 15 minutes, right? Yeah. And then it's just like a little pottering around during the week, never leaving the city or anything like this. And I burned through that in a week. Woo! What? Yeah. My guess. No yeah. 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 My truck. It's like I, you can see. Uh, no, no joke. If I'm on the 401 mm-hmm. or any big highway, you can see the gas gauge move. Really? Yeah, like no joke. It is so brutal on gas. <laughs> like brutal on gas. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. Like I bu- I I don't know about you guys, but I budget yearly for You budget yearly? Yeah. Really? Cuz I know I got to fill so good with stuff like that. Because I know I have to fill once a week. Yeah. Majority of the year. Yeah. Summertime, I budget a little bit more really? because we do like road trips and stuff like that. So yeah. I know I may have to Fill, as opposed to every seven days, I may have to fill, yeah. like, one week I may have to fill on the day five or something. Hey, Two weeks hey, ago, Maury, I budgeted you... $5 for my gas. I went to the gas station. I could only put $5. Hey, Maury, do you know how to budget anything that's not covered in chocolate for a year? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Moga's talking budgeting and my eyes glazed over. <laughs> Brain glazed over, too. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's brutal out there today. Like, yeah. brutal. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, it's... Uh... Too bad you couldn't pay for gas later. What do you mean? You know how like that's called stealing. No, I mean, <laughs> or sorry, I guess borrowing. Well, yeah. What do you mean, pay later? Yeah. You know, like installments or something. Like, like if it like charge it to your credit card and then pay a month later. Yeah, yeah like that. Why can't yeah. you? Yeah, Why I guess you could. Yeah. Okay. Why can't you do that? <laughs> how are you in a position where you could only afford five dollars in gas? Because it was Christmas time and like I was Christmas really time. in rough. What do you mean? Like everyone else, like I bought gifts. I we I had to buy all this food for the cabin. But, but how do you only have five dollars available to you? I didn't. I had. I was at minus six fifty. So minus six fifty in what? Like I was in debt. Like I was in the red what on my bank account. What do you spend account. your money on, dude? Like you I make have no great idea. Money. You make great money working make here. Great money. How it long it flies have you been out of my account so you've fast? Been, you've been working with us for what twelve years now? Yeah. yeah. Right. How I, is it? But here's that, the thing. I have not done Uber Eats in a while. So I do <laughs> okay. I, I do groceries. Oh, my God. I totally. Thank you. Yeah, wow. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Amazing. I'd like to thank. 
Yeah, um, okay, so yeah. I haven't done that. I, I literally, my when the paycheck goes in, it, there's a mount that goes to the mortgage, mm-hmm. mount that goes to this massive uh, loan payment. Remind people again what your ice cream budget was last year. $433. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I budgeted for that. Wow. Didn't glaze over that one. Uh, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, you see what McDonald's is doing in the States? I don't know if they're going to bring it over here. No. Massages? But, uh, what? Nothing. The what? <laughs> Nothing. Did you say massage? Yeah. Like the McMassage? Yeah. <laughs> More would be all over. I that. don't know. People are stressed, man. COVID, I right? I would upsize that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't. Um, the In the States, this is happening. They're calling it uh, their, their fan-inspired, quote, menu hacks. So you know when you go to McDonald's and you may get certain items and then you will just hack together your own meal, yes. right? Yes. No, but also you can go to the board and, and pick what you want. Right. So now McDonald's in the States, starting on Monday, are going to have these done for you, presented to you in this way. Okay. So, for example, and I've done this for years where if I get like a breakfast item like um, uh, McMuffin, Right? Yeah. I would always get it. The combo comes with a hash brown. I love the hash browns, mm-hmm. but I will order an extra hash brown on the side so I can put it in the McMuffin yep. sandwich. It's classic. Right? So they're offering that as a menu item. Oh, really? Yeah. You can just straight up order it. You can just order it where the hash brown shows up inside the um, McMuffin. I, I don't mind that. They have one here that is called the Crunchy Double. I've never done this. Looks delicious. It is a double cheeseburger mm-hmm. with McNuggets and barbecue sauce. So it'll go bun, yeah, fixins, yeah, cheese, yeah, patty, yeah, cheese, yeah, patty, yeah, McNuggets, right. with barbecue sauce and then bottom bun. Okay, jeez. Have they done one with fries in there? They have not. That's the one surprising thing. They haven't done one that's got fries. Maybe that's because, the one I've seen people do. Maybe because the fries, because they're so stringy, they may fall out. Right. But I would think the, the one with the McNuggets one would fall out, too. Yes. I had somebody one time um, order me, because they just ordered them for themselves years ago, and they used to order a McMuffin, mm-hmm. but only without the sausage patty. They would get a burger patty on it. I think that's on oh. the menu now. Is it is really? It? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. In like the a States. Big Mac, like yeah. a hamburger, just on the patty? Mc, on the McMuffin. Yeah, yeah. like like uh, like two hamburger patties on the McMuffin, and then the egg and the cheese and everything else. So these are the uh, menu hacks that McDonald's is offering Ooh. starting on Monday. There's one called the Surf and Turf, Please. which is they mash a uh, fish fillet and a double cheeseburger together. Oh, <laughs> that's not okay. Whoa. <laughs> Like tartar sauce and everything. Oh, oh I, do, okay. I do love tartar sauce, though. <laughs> I know, I but... I do love tartar sauce. I don't know. I, I think I had the fish fillet, like, maybe once. <laughs> yeah. Right? And yeah. that was good. Yeah, yeah, After yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Then there's this one, okay? It's called the Land, Air, and Sea. Okay. Okay? Yeah. You go burger bun. Yeah. Fixins. Yeah. Like, as in, like, lettuce and mayo, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you go... McChicken. Okay. Right? Yeah. Then you go burger patty. Okay. Under that, pickles, lettuce, mayo. Right. Bottom bun. Okay. Fish filet. Oh, With God. tartar sauce. Oh. Another burger patty. Yeah. 
cheese. Oh. <laughs> mayo. Oh. And lettuce. Mayo and, believe, mayo and tartar sauce? Yeah, and I believe pickles. And That's then bought a bun. That's a lot of fat. That's called a land, air, and sea. <laughs> That's a lot of fat, man. <laughs> that is a creamy, fatty sandwich. So, I don't know if that is ever going to show up in Canada, but that's what McDonald's is doing in the States starting on Monday. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Hello, Melissa. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hey. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Oh, I've got one for you. Let uh, me tell you. So when does your story take place? So it takes place about eight years ago. Okay, cool. I was driving to go drop something off to my dad around Christmas Eve. And I'm there talking to my daughter who's in the back seat of the car. All of a sudden, there's this guy in this car beside me. He starts smiling at me and waving at me. He thinks I'm talking to him. Meanwhile, the whole time I was talking to my daughter. Okay. Um, After that, um, he was like, he signaled like, can I have your number? So I was like, fine, whatever. I gave him my number. So wait a second. So like, like, what do you, like, you just roll down your window and shout your number out at a guy in a car? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Ooh, geez. Okay. I know. Right. Was he cute? Um, he was all right. Oh, I mean, okay. he was average, but I'm the type of person that doesn't go for looks. It's more about the personality and the heart. I'm okay. old school like that, right? Okay, but you knew, but you knew nothing about him. No, I knew nothing about okay. him. He knew nothing about me. A guy in a car on Christmas Eve, make a love connection. Right? Yeah, go for it. Why I'm not? Like, who Why knows not? Where this is gonna go? So I gave him my number. We started talking. Next thing you know, a couple of weeks into it, we started dating. Everything seemed to be, like, going really great. Then he starts telling me that I can't talk to people on social media. I can't have Facebook. I can't have Instagram. What? And I'm like, why? Did he have Facebook and Instagram and social media or no? No. Okay. He didn't. Okay. But then I found out he finally then told me, that he had a daughter with his ex. So I guess like the mother of his kid. She had social media. So his defense was that he didn't want me to have it because he doesn't want her to cause drama in my life. Okay. So did you end up like ditching all social media then for this guy? Like a loser that I was, I did. It was just, I didn't really close down my social media as I just put it on hold for 30 days. Okay. Um, now at this point, are you telling friends and family uh, that you met this new guy and that this is what's going on? My my dad lives with me, so he knows what's going on. Like he knows the situation. Then just, he started being a little sketchy and sneaky. So then some red flags just popped up. So I'm like, you know what? Let me unpause my social media and do some investigation. Okay. So I did some investigations and one of the the red flags that popped up was he told me that his sister, out of nowhere, he tells me his sister's pregnant and she's having a baby. Okay, that's good news. So I'm like, that's awesome. You're going to be an uncle. That's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Right? So I go on social media and I'm doing this investigation I then find out his nephew is not his nephew. His nephew is his son. Oh. What? Yeah. Okay. So he was not, his sister was not having a kid. It was like his baby the mama. Mother the mother of The mother. Oh, yeah. Did he even have a sister or he made her up? Oh, no. He has sisters, oh. but she wasn't pregnant. It was Convenient. his ex. 
convenient. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. But yeah. like in the time that you guys were were talking or, or getting together, like was he going to your place or were you going to his place or like where would you he meet was, up? He was coming to my house. We were going to movies. We were going to dinner. So you we never went going... to where he lives? Never. What nope. did he What never. did he tell you about where he lives? Um. So he told me he lived with his mom. Yeah. He lived in the basement of where his mom and his ex was. So wait a second. His ex was living with his mom upstairs and he lived in yeah, the basement? Because, because they're old school and the mom was helping her with the first child they had. Oh, well, Jesus. obviously the mom's helping them with both kids because now he's got two. Okay. So what happens? I confronted him and he just, he lost it. He started crying, telling me. He loved me. He was scared to tell me that when we got together, she was already pregnant. She means nothing to him. Mm -hmm. He wants to be with me, blah, blah, blah. So then, oh, no, wait. So then he gives me a promise ring and says, I promise to always be faithful to you. And I want to be with you for the rest of my life. Okay. Fast forward to like almost Seven years, like I left him just before we were together for seven years. So you, you, you were, you, so I, this went on, hold on a second. You and this guy went on for seven years? Almost seven years, yeah. Okay, and then what happened? I found out he was married. To the same girl? Like his supposed yeah, ex? The whole the whole time he was married. It wasn't his ex. They were married, living together. Hold on here. So you dated a guy for seven years. Almost who, seven years, yeah. Who had like a whole family and would like go home to his family, but you were like his side family? Yeah. And, like, did he hang out with your kid and stuff? All the time. During this seven years, he would always come over and still you wouldn't go there. Nope. Did he ever sleep over at your place? Once. Oh, my God. Girl. In almost Girl. seven years? Girl. Yep. Girl. Melissa. Melissa. I know. But you know what? When you're foolish and you're in love and you just came out of a bad relationship and you think that you're being treated like a princess. So so how did Yo. you how did you end things with him? Or did you end things with him? Once again, because I still had the social media, I made a dummy account in Instagram. I went and found his wife on Instagram. I added her on Instagram, and that's how I found out that they were married, and I just phoned him, and I'm like... I'm done. And then even like still to the last second, he was trying to defend himself and say that he wasn't married. <laughs> that he just he, he signed a piece of paper stating that he would take care of the kids. And that's uh-huh. all it was. It wasn't a marriage license. Best thing I did was left him. <laughs> yeah, I guess oh, yeah. so. <laughs> no, because you know what? Now I can actually say that I've met a really nice guy. Actually, during COVID, we met. Yeah. And it's. It's a great relationship. Well, Melissa, that was a hell of a story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. You're very welcome. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, M. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, Roz. Hi, Mocha. Hello. How's it going today? Pretty good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Uh, you still stressed out? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Why? Okay, so Why is on? that? So my wedding's coming up, and an old friend has come out of the woodwork and wants to be a bridesmaid. Wow. Okay. So you wrote it says, Roz and Mocha fixed my life. Uh, yeah, you got a wedding in a few months. I thought I had everything in order until my old friend came to live with her family, who is invited to my wedding. 
um, mom, dad, brother, and her sister. Now, I told her, of course you can come to the wedding. Your whole family's invited. But her sister is a bridesmaid. And now that her husband isn't around, she also wants to be a bridesmaid, which I had to decline. Now she's insisting on wearing the same color as the bridesmaids to my wedding. Uh, Please help me fix my life. So what was the conversation you said to her? I already got the bridesmaids picked out. You can still come to the wedding. You can't be a bridesmaid. What did she then say to you? Was it like spiteful? Well, you know what? Then I'm going to wear the same color dress as your bridesmaids. Or was it something different? Uh, you know what? It was kind of like a back and forth because I um, had these boxes ready for each of my bridesmaids. Yeah. Um, and I gave her sister her box right in front of her because she wanted to be a part of that. So I told her, sorry, I don't have a box for you. And I explained the whole reason. And at first she was kind of like, no, no, that's fine. Like you didn't know and all that stuff. And it was fine. And then after the little back and forth saying like, but what she was saying, why don't we do this? And I said, I don't want to do that. And she was giving me other options, which I didn't want to do. And then it became kind of like, if I can't be a bridesmaid, I might as well wear the same colors type of thing. So, uh, so she's coming to your wedding. Yeah. Okay. She's not a bridesmaid. And so now you want to control what color dress she wears to just attend your wedding. Um, kind of. <laughs> See, I don't know if you can do that. Yeah. Yes, that's the problem. Yeah. Now, I know the only reason. So you're thinking that she wants, she's going to sneak in a couple pictures and like start pretending that she's a bridesmaid and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's some sociopathic behavior right there. Mm. Um, Well, the problem is, like, I told her she could be part of our pictures, and she can even come up with me and my bridesmaids to get ready because we have our own area to get ready. Right. And I said she could definitely join us for that. But that's when she kind of said, like, well, that's not enough. I, I want to you know, have a bouquet and I want to wear the green dress. And Why can't she be a bridesmaid? Stuff. Well, because um, there was actually a little bit of falling out the last three years. So I assumed she would be with her husband in a different country. So, oh, okay. um, and aside from that fact. Did you ever talk I about, have, did you ever talk about in the past that if you ever got married, she was going to be a bridesmaid? Uh, when we were children. Were you at her wedding? Um, No, I was at. A little wedding party, but she had her wedding in a different country, so I didn't attend. Okay. Did you play a role in the wedding party when you were there? You give like a speech and stuff like that? Uh, no. No. Okay. Because imagine how awkward it would be if yeah. she is in that room getting ready with the rest of the girls, and obviously the photographer is there taking, you know, behind-the-scenes photos and stuff like that. Yeah. She's just playing. She wants to be in there so she can play well, the role of a bridesmaid, well, right? Th- this is this is my my yeah. sort of, this is kind of my problem with your logic is that you've invited her to do all the bridesmaid things, uh-huh. right? That's I- what I was gonna say. Like maybe not have her be a part of the big you know pre wedding thing in the morning with the rest of the girls. She can't do that, and then you tell her that she's not actually a bridesmaid, right? Because then what's going to happen when comes time for the photographer to get pictures of the entire group? You're going to say, okay, well, you got to step to the side? Well, the the thing I'm thinking here is I really don't mind. I told her actually that she could be a part of all these things with the bridesmaids, including pictures. Like, we could even have the pictures taken. <laughs> okay, so okay. she's going to be a bridesmaid. Okay, so she's a bridesmaid. But this is, this is where it kind of gets wonky. Because um, my fiancé, on his side, he's got three men, mm-hmm. and I've already got six girls. So during the actual ceremony, I've already got tons of people, and I've already had everything planned. 
So she could be a part of everything When's your else. Wedding? When's your wedding? When's your wedding? Uh, it's in October. So, so okay. So you're telling me between now and October that there's nothing that can be moved to accommodate this woman. Uh, it's not set in stone at this point. Like after talking to her so many times, it's just becoming pettiness now. Okay. So here's no, 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 you, that you help contribute to this problem by saying you can do all the bridesmaids things, but you can't have that title. Yeah. Like, you're the one now at fault because you've accommodated that role of bridesmaid to this woman who you don't want to be a bridesmaid. But you, you're giving her all the bridesmaid tings. Yeah, you made it weird. She didn't. I, I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but I thought that would have been fair since so, like, adamant about being part of that. Except the only thing she wouldn't be part of is the actual ceremony like up front. Okay, so then why did you make it weird? Why did you, when you knew that she wanted to be a bridesmaid, why did you then offer up everything that a bridesmaid would do on your wedding day except for stand there with you with flowers? That's the thing. It's because her, her sister's in it and she's friends with my sister as well. So us four, were, we were like a little group. Yeah, so I so- wanted to give her that experience with us. Like I didn't want to push her away as a guest. I wanted her to still have that experience. But Okay, so you invited I- her to be a bridesmaid. Yeah, that's what you did. So what should I tell her? Well, it's listen. Welcome, uh, to, the, well, welcome to the club. Yeah, what size, right? Like like you, you basically, you invited, like it seems to me like that she has to be punished for something. And I don't know what's going on between the two of you where, you know, you will allow her to do all of this stuff and even take pictures with you guys and be there when you're getting ready and 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 all that stuff that all the bridesmaids are going to be doing but for some reason she needs to be punished for something where she's then not allowed to actually be a bridesmaid like to me this seems like you're the one that made it weird not her i don't know maybe i've got some internal thing against her i think you do i think you do yeah i think that you need to say that to her like if there's something in you where you were like on my wedding day i will only be able to tolerate this because of my feelings towards you the one thing i will not tolerate is allowing you to be a bridesmaid if if you're having those feelings she shouldn't be in the room with you guys so how do i fix this then you you tell the truth okay i should tell her yeah you have eight months to fix this all right i'll talk to her i guess oh yeah yeah thank you all right thank you isn't planning a wedding fun (laughs) jesus what a nightmare oh it's so much fun (laughs) Roz and mocha's fix my life on kiss Okay, Mary's on hold right now. She wants to tell a story about her husband who's like a big faker. Yeah, so it's 925 and it's always, first of all, great to hear from you. But uh, when it comes to faking it, like things that you've faked, people have some incredible stories of things they've gotten away with. Uh, and the level of fakery <laughs> that oh people God. have tried to pull off is like expert level stuff here. And when we say faking it, ladies, we mean like, like faking it, but we also mean like Faking it like a life. Again, 925-555 is how you reach out. You can always call us at 416-870-8888. Mary, go ahead. So my husband is uh, a lookalike for Howie Mandel. Oh God! Like okay. hold on, like like like, like like officially, or like he works for Howie, or no, 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 no. Oh. He looks like Howie Mandel. Okay. He gets it all the time that I know you from somewhere, and then it's like, oh my gosh, you look exactly like Howie Mandel. Yeah. Right. So his brother ended up buying him tickets to um, his show at Casino Rama. Mm-hmm. And he said, how cool would it be if Howie puts you on stage and notices just, you know, how much you look like him? Well, unfortunately, my brother-in-law got really, excuse the language, tickets. And we ended up sitting quite far. Right. Um, oh, I know way Howie going to notice you no. all the way back there. Exactly. Okay. And sometimes so, Howie wears glasses. Yeah, true. 
Yeah, so we're watching the show, and Hallie ends up telling the audience that he would be owed in the casino and to look out for him. So my husband and I were all leaving the um, auditorium, and this woman stops him, right? And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's Hallie Mandel. The husband says, is there any way we can take pictures, blah, 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 blah. So the poor couple is going on and on and on saying how this is such a moment for them (laughs) that, you know, he's their idol. And my husband's going with it, okay? He's he's doing the Stewie voice. Oh, wow. (laughs) milking it. Wow. So all these other people come, and they start taking pictures with them. They're shaking hands. One person says to him, I know you're a germaphobe. Um, and you don't like to touch hands. My husband turns around and says, for my fans, anything. Like, oh, my God. Okay. So as we're leaving, everybody's stopping, taking pictures, talking to him. Then we get to a restaurant. And we're eating. And the person, of course, around are asking for photographs. Or, or, sorry, autographs. And then the waitress turns around and says, Mr. Mandel, would you like me to add the tab to your room? No. Oh, yes. <laughs> so oh. what happened? So what did your husband do? Well, my husband had said yes, but the poor woman was pregnant. And I said, are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> going to have to pay for that. <laughs> he didn't eat here. Uh, wow. Well, um, I, I got very angry with him. And yeah. then, of course, he's running around looking for more fans to take pictures. So, but, but did, did, did he ever get to meet Howie? No. Oh. What <laughs> <laughs> would it have been if Howie showed up? Yeah, yeah, but he didn't, though. Well, uh, we, we're going to be talking to Howie Mandel in the next couple of weeks, so we'll make sure we tell him this story. Roz, uh, Mary sent me a picture of okay. her husband. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me see this. Like. Okay. And tell me if okay. you think Mary's husband okay. actually looks like okay. Howie Mandel. Uh, no, I think that the, no, no, right? no, <laughs> no, this picture that you sent Mary. So it, your husband, bald head, whatever, and you got a cigarette, guy. cigarette hanging out of his it's mouth. White bald guy. Um, I don't think maybe in the eyes, maybe it's just the eyes, but I don't think your husband looks like Howie Mandel at all. Oh, he does. Yeah. That was the only picture that I could find. Okay. Okay. But it, he does. He really, really, really I mean, does. Obviously I, people wanted to take their picture with him and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, there you go. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, guys. Have an awesome day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I saw this in the uh, Ottawa subreddit. A question was asked, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'll ask everybody in the room as well. Um, are people still following the direction arrows at the grocery stores? Even after all this time. No. I don't see them at all because grocery stores still. Some grocery stores still have the arrows. Like, they may look a little bit faded. Yeah, no. At this point. Yeah. And throughout the pandemic, you know, even at the very beginning, very safely, I know, Roz, you, out of everyone in our room, probably went to the grocery store the most. I, complete opposite, didn't go right. for months. Right. Right? I went every day. Every single day. Yeah. Even before they introduced the arrows and then when they introduced the arrows. Yes. Because uh, the the um, the answers 
um, that were coming in were varied. A lot of people said yes. Majority of the people of the comments on here, uh, people were saying absolutely not. Like even from the beginning, one person wrote, I once pointed it out to a senior citizen lady and she yelled at me for being the effing line police. Yeah. <laughs> Taught me to keep my mouth shut, mind my own business and just keep my distance. Yeah, I've been huffed at more than once. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this. I'm like, I'm like a dog, okay? Like you, you put me in a situation where I'm asked to follow patterns. Once you take away the direction, I'm probably still going to follow those patterns. Mm-hmm. I got so used to the way to go up and down aisles in my grocery store that I don't even look at the floor anymore. But the vast majority of time, I am... In Going fact, in the following, the, following the arrows. So the times where I have been in the grocery store, I, you look down the aisle and there's nobody there. Right. I would go and start walking and then someone who's following the rules will walk by, but nobody's ever said anything. No, people huff. People huff. Mm-hmm. Right? Nobody's busy. ever no, said anything. No, people are so busy. And also, if so... you walk pa- past an aisle, right? Yeah. And there's something like within like two steps. Yeah. But the arrow is facing the other way. You get it. There's you're no not question. Gonna, no. You're not going to go all the way around. No. no. It's stupid. Right? It's stupid. Matt, right. Dan Moore, I know you and Matthew are at Longos all the time. So my rule is if you um, act like you belong and you act like you're doing something proper, no one will bother you. So I always look at my grocery list if I'm going the wrong way towards the arrows. And I walk quickly as though, like, it's an emergency that I get question. those avocados. What does somebody in a grocery store look like who doesn't belong? <laughs> No, but I I don't look like, quizzitive. What that? Like I doing? look like I have purpose. You know what I mean? Like walking around with nothing in your hand, like no basket, <laughs> no cart, no nothing. No, you walk right? around with a with a ladder in one hand and a hammer in the other. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that guy. So you looks walk like. with purpose, looking at your list quickly. Like I'm in a rush. Don't bother me. Right. But that's uh, everybody at the grocery store. Pretty much all. Or a lot of people. people. And don't make eye contact, and then people won't huff. Don't make eye contact. Okay. That's a lot of people at the grocery store. You got as a lot well. of rules in your life, man. Um, but I would say majority of people. I don't know how you, how Deepa, how you feel. I never followed it to begin with, but I'll be honest. The naughtiest I've ever felt was oh, in the beginning. Here, <laughs> Here we go. go. Here we go. This yeah. is, okay, wait a second. Wait a second. Immediate, <laughs> yeah. Before you continue, Deepa, because we will let you continue. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody who is not Deepa right now, okay, just close your eyes and think right now. If you were to start a sentence by saying the naughtiest I've ever been, <laughs> and what would come out of your mouth after <laughs> that? Okay, now, now Deepa, continue. The naughtiest you've ever been. Uh-huh. Yes. So I was in the grocery store and I saw the line was facing the opposite direction that I was walking in, but I still went down the aisle and someone who was working at the grocery store was like, hey, ma'am, the arrow's pointing the other direction. You have to go the other way. So then I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then I faked going the other way and I turned back to see if they were looking. And then I headed back in the original direction that I was going and I kind of chuckled to myself. I was like, hee that's so great. You're, so, you're, so, you're such a lovely person. You, you know got, what I mean? got away with like, it. Crime of the century. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You're like that, that lady in the IKEA commercial. Honey, start the car. Yeah, I know. I, deep, deep, I know. You know what I mean? Like, Deepa, Deepa going for a can of corn, Deepa at the end of the aisle is like, whoo. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you shouldn't have that reaction. Pretty much. You know? Yeah. I feel so guilty. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. All right. Well, that's it. What's it? What happened? The month. Today's oh, it. yeah. That's it. Uh, we're already like 
one down for 2022. It's my mom's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, mom! Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What are we gonna do to celebrate? Uh, we had we got together over the weekend. We're all good. You don't need to do a thing, Holmes. Oh, appreciate well, it though. Love you, mom. Happy uh, happy birthday. Hope you have a wonderful day. Um, a lot did happen in this month already. Yep. And I know people say this every single year, mm-hmm. but like, how is it that this month has already gone by? It feels Truth. like the longest month ever. Truth. And I'm sure at the end of next month, we'll say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. End of March, we'll say the exact same thing. Yes, and we so will. on and so on and so on. So uh, Shem, executive producer of the Raza Mocha Show, also um, singer in our band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put together a song to kind of like recap some of the big moments that took place uh, for the month of January. Oh, like a full January month recap? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. You into this? You want to hear this? Yeah. Check this out from Shem. I'm Shem, and this is the Kiss Recap. We reflect and take a second just to look back at all the wild things that happened in the month that was. The stories that popped off and created buzz. Coach Cal trying to help and motivate you. Man, it's been a wild start to 2022. Rest in peace to our golden girl, Betty White. Made us laugh, made us cry. She really lived right. Rob Shirley got a lot of explaining to do. Told Tiffany Haddish. I'm in love with you. Adele had to cancel all her Las Vegas shows. Losing Bob Saget means our house ain't full no more. This month we got a lot of snow and lots of ice. <laughs> Doug Ford using shovels like Fisher Price. Brittany mad at Jamie Lynn for running her mouth. No backs for no back means he lost out. Maury been begging for a taste of Ross's meat. Ugh, that yellow jacket's cap? They're a bunch of freaks. If we missed anything, that was just a glitch. We'll be back next month. You stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 Yo, that was amazing, Shell. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, wow. What did you rhyme with, stupid son of a bitch? Uh, glitch, glitch. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Ah, uh, look at the time. Hey, yes, Mocha. Uh-huh. Are you ready? You know, it's funny because yeah. it's the podcast, right? When you yeah. say look at the time. I know. It could be any time. That's true. It could be. Right? But- hey, it's morning. Uh, oh man, look at that. We're like, well, late no, in the afternoon. No, hold on oh, now. Hold good on. evening. No, no, no. Because I could mean like, look at the time of where we are within the podcast. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right? But regardless, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you. Hey, Mocha, you ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Ant-Man star Evangeline Lilly is uh, speaking out after attending a protest uh, for vaccine mandates in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. Mm. Um, So you know her from Ant-Man. She was in Lost. She's been in a lot of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, She's previously apologized at the very beginning of COVID for her, quote, arrogant COVID-19 beliefs. Uh, But after being uh, spotted and posting about the uh, Washington, D.C. march over the weekend, she said, "Uh, I believe nobody should ever be forced to inject their body with anything against their will. She goes on to say um, that the... uh, She began the caption before listing what she maintains are consequences of not getting the vaccine, including violent attacks, loss of employment, education, alienation from loved ones and excommunication from society. She says, uh, this is not the way. This is not safe. This is not healthy. This is not love. I understand the world is fear, but I don't believe that answering fear with force will fix problems. I was pro-choice before COVID and I'm still pro-choice today. So if you see why. Mm. 
if you are wondering why uh, Evangeline Lilly is trending, it's because of that post. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Oh, Brian Cox, you watch Succession, right? No, Paul. yes, no? Yeah, man. You do. Okay, yes, you do. I haven't watched do. the latest season yet, so uh, and I know it just wrapped up last yep. month, so I'm good to now binge. So Right. No spoilers, please. Spoilers. Um, no, no spoilers. So the story was that... Logan Roy, who Brian Cox plays, mm-hmm. was supposed to be killed off in season one. Spoiler alert. <sighs> I thought that that was going to happen. What do you mean? In season one. But I, what season are you on? No, like when I was watching season one. Yes. I thought that that was going to happen. Right. So did I. I, I think, think a lot of people everybody did. did yeah. right? So this is uh, Brian Cox uh, doing an interview on Sirius XM with uh, Julie Mason. Uh, Logan was supposed to die at the end of the first season. Glad they kept well, him around. That was the, that, that was the rumor. I'm, I'm not even sure that was true. That was just what my manager said. I mean, and then, you know, when I broached that subject, there was a big pause. We were talk, I was talking to Adam McKay, and when I mentioned that, there was a big pause, and then finally they said, oh, no, 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 he's got more than one season. Yeah. I don't know if they decided in that moment that or it had already been decided, yeah. He's probably terrifying in real life. That's why <laughs> right? they're like, and I love that he, keep him in the show. He and he just wrote a book too, where he was just like trashing people, like he was oh, like really? crapping on Johnny Depp and everybody. Yeah, he's just Classic like, old it was like guy. It was, yeah, it was like a book about all the people he didn't like, or like people who who are like um, regarded as great actors who he hates. Like it was really oh, wow. it's, a, it's a really weird book to, to all the to people release. that made his list. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. odd. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Kanye West is working on a new fashion line with all the proceeds going to help the home. Homeless. Uh, he also wants them to model the clothes in a fashion show. Also, homeless? Also, he's dropping Donda too. Yeah. So he so he just started a collaboration with Skid Row Fashion Week. They're a brand that donates a portion of their sales to help people living on Skid Row in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also employ homeless people at their factory, and 100% of the proceeds from their new Yeezy line will go to hiring even more homeless people to work at the company. That's all great. Hmm. But here's where it gets a little Zoolander. Not only that, but Kanye is planning a fashion show where those employees, the homeless, will model the clothes, which may even incorporate items found on Skid Row, like garbage bags. The clothes? Yeah. Or the fashion show? That's a little Zoolander, right? Yeah. You know, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. I am all for this. Skid Row Fashion Week, what they're doing with the proceeds, everything else. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm even for, listen, you want to hire them as models? That's all good. But just like doing a like Skid Row themed fashion show, like where you're incorporating trash bags into the design. To me, it seems a little Zoolander to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just cynical. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's I, maybe, not the reminder that they want. Maybe maybe it's not. I, yeah, maybe it's not. Right? You're right. Yeah. They're getting this great opportunity yeah. to work with this guy, yeah. right? And to be in this flashy show. Yes. Maybe I don't want a reminder of where right. I right. came from or I where I'm, I'm living right now. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. It's I don't, art. Maybe they like it. I don't know. That's my, I, yeah, I know. This is one of those things where I, I think that maybe we tend to you know, be outraged for the, on behalf of the people that should be outraged. But if they're not outraged, then why the hell am I, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of thing. But, but, it com- me, it, but the outrage it just, comes uh, from a place of sympathy. I know. Yes, it right? does. But so maybe, it's weird. But then, you know, they're doing all this and what am I doing? Right. You know, they may be, you know, dressing homeless up in trash bags and parading them down a runway mm-hmm. and then giving them the proceeds afterwards. Right. That's still more than I did this week. 
Yeah. Right. So who am I to say? I don't know. Then you start feel te- feeling know, terrible about I, yourself. I, yeah, I feel terrible. I do. I do. But maybe I'm just too cynical. I don't see the good in this. But uh, they probably are doing a lot of good. It sounds like a great organization. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Bob Saget's uh, daughter Laura has uh, finally put out a statement um, uh, remembering her father, and uh, this is what she wrote: uh, "To anyone afraid uh, to love." Unconditional love is the greatest gift. My dad loved with everything he had. He had so many reasons to be scared to love. So many loved ones kept dropping kept dropping the body. Instead of being scared, he loved more. I am beyond grateful to receive and to give that love. Love completely and be kind of all the lessons he taught me. These feel the biggest with love regards. And uh, she put a heart emoji on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so speaking of everybody who talked about Bob Saget, it, there was that great clip of John Mayer and um, <clears throat> Jeff Ross in that car when they went to pick up Bob Saget's car at the airport where they were just talking about the one thing that was great about Bob Saget is you felt like Bob Saget loved you, right? Like he made sure he told everybody, like if you ever went up to anybody and you mentioned Bob Saget, that other person would say, oh my God, that guy totally loves you. But everybody said that about Bob Saget. So everybody sort of got in that world. And they put together a great montage of Bob Saget ending his podcasts because he was doing a podcast called uh, Bob Saget's Here For You. Mm -hmm. And uh, they put together uh, a montage of how he ends all of his interviews with all of his guests on his podcast. And it's really beautiful. I love you, Bob. I love you, Louie. I love you, Jay. Love you too, man. All right, Thank Bob. Yeah, love you, Tom. Yeah, I love you too, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, stay safe and well, Gilbert. And oh, ha- you too. Love you. I never said that. And all right, love you. <laughs> I love you. Take care of yourself. And thank you for being on here. And I love you, Bob, as a friend. So just, you know, don't get your hopes up. Uh, Bill, I love you, and I will smoke with you soon. All right. Love you too, brother. We'll see you. That's true. Jeff, I love you. Thank you for doing my podcast. I'm here for you, buddy. (laughs) Well, I love you. Okay, Bobby, I love you too, brother. And all the best, man. Man, right on, dude. I'll talk to you. One second. Sending you so much love, Whoopi. Ditto, Bob. So happy to talk to you. Love you. Well, Josh, I just adore you. I love you, you, my friend. I love love you. you. Well, I love you, buddy. I love you too, Mark. I really do. And I'm going to see you soon. I'm going to hit you up and we're going to have some fun. Yeah, come sit out front here. It's fine with me. Let me know when you're out here. Done and done. Right? You can can hear how genuine those words are come from Bob Saget. Yeah, sweet. I love that. That was really great. Beautiful. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, so do you know who DJ, uh, academics is? I do. Okay. Yeah. Who is he? Explain this to people. Cause I only know him from every now and then I see a video on social pops up where he's sitting in like a race shum- car chair doing sh- like, yeah, shum follows him. I don't know I what this guy does. Him, what does he do he's for terrible. a living? What, he, is, what is he? He's a hip hop. Uh, I, I hate to even say this influencer. Okay. Uh, he's got a, a oh. social media. He's got um, a podcast and all that sort of thing. I right. feel though a lot of his, and he, he makes the news because he's very controversial okay. with things that he says about people. Okay. Right. Yeah. I just feel, though, sometimes that what he says, he says it for the attention because he knows it's going to get attention. He knows it's going to get people talking. Right. It's going to get his name out there. Absolutely. So he released a video earlier in the week uh, addressing Pete Davidson and Kanye West. And I didn't touch on this because I didn't, one, know who the guy was, yeah. who DJ Academics was. And two, there was nothing really to back it up 
back up the claims. Uh, but now TMZ say that they have confirmed what DJ Academics is claiming in this clip. And what DJ Academics is claiming in this clip, that Kanye West is spreading rumors that Pete Davidson has AIDS. What? Listen to this. Yo, told me, yo, this is real talk. Kanye's been telling anybody within an earshot of himself how he could, he's trying to spread a rumor that Pete Davidson has AIDS. This, I'm telling you, this is a fact. I've heard this from eight people. He's telling everybody. I'm telling you, this is a fact. Bruh, if you got to spread a rumor that the in your wife got AIDS, my like, bro, like, you burnt out, bro. Wrap it up. It's over. Right. So this is from TMZ. Sources close to Pete Davidson confirm um, what DJ Academics claimed earlier this week that Kanye has been uh, telling everyone with earshot that Pete Davidson has AIDS. We're told Kanye's claim has made for a few awkward phone calls between Pete and mutual friends he has with Kanye who are confused and disturbed by the childish behavior. One source says that Kanye's brutal diss track where he raps God save me from the crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass uh, didn't come as much of a surprise to friends of either of them as he's been known to take shots in songs before. We all know that. Mm -hmm. But those close to Pete are disturbed by the fact that Kanye would allegedly use such a serious health issue to try and lash out at Pete. However, uh, one source close to Kanye uh, tells TMZ that the allegations that he's spreading the rumor are, quote, nonsense. Uh, Kanye made no secret of the fact that he wanted to get back with Kim. We all know that. So while everyone knows that he's not thrilled about Pete dating his estranged wife, other sources say that the AIDS rumor would be taking this to a whole new level, one that has uh, Pete people close to Pete very concerned. So that's the latest with that. Wow. Right? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, well, the Super Bowl is set. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, Super Bowl LVI, whatever the hell that means. 56, come 56, on, man. 56, thank you. Uh, we'll have the lowest-seeded Super Bowl matchup in history. Safe for all the celebs, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who entered the postseason uh, at seed number four. They knocked off uh, KC. And then we got the uh, Rams knocking off San Francisco. They also went in at four. So uh, it will be the lowest seeded Super Bowl in history. And I guess uh, L.A. has home field advantage, which is always weird when that happens during a Super Bowl. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, there you go. But the story. Because they always have it like in a neutral spot. Right? Yeah. But it was yeah. already decided like forever. Well, ago. because they are. They, listen, nobody wants to do Super Bowl in February in Green Bay. Right. right. So, so you can't have it where. Because it's 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 you want the big show. You it's can't not sexy. You, you can't have three hundred dancers out there. You know, in a blizzard, right? Yeah. Like you can't do the halftime oh, show. Imagine they decided on Buffalo, <laughs> right? Yeah, you just can't. Like Wars. it'll never, like it'll never happen, yeah. right? Um, so anyway, so there you go with that. Uh, but all the sort of big news is whether or not uh, Tom Brady is going to retire. And I he was. there was one report that said that he was definitely retiring. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Tom's own company, TB12, suggested the same thing in a tweet and then deleted it. But the official word from Tom's agent and his own father is that he hasn't decided yet. Uh, Brady's agent, Don Yee, released a statement via ESPN saying, uh, without getting into the accuracy or inaccuracy of what is being reported, Tom will be the only person to express his plans with complete accuracy. He knows the realities of the football business and planning calendar and planning calendar as well as anybody. So that should be soon. Now, one thing that has been reported is that part of Brady's signing bonus was that if he stuck it out until Feb 4th, he would get 
20 million dollars but wow. if yeah or so he receives 15 from his 20 million dollar bonus on february 4th but if he retires before then he doesn't get it so this may be waited out a couple of days get that extra 15 mil of your bonus like and, an then, and then retired on the retire on I the didn't weekend check my iCal? yeah right yes i guess <laughs> my Something, reminders didn't go yeah, off i don't i don't know come on man i don't know the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, that Janet Jackson documentary over the weekend. This was the second one that was released. The New York Times released their Janet Jackson documentary back in November. Uh, this one, again, getting into the Super Bowl halftime show, the infamous wardrobe malfunction. Uh, Shem, did, Shem, did you watch this at all? I did. Yeah, you did. I did. So I did not get a chance to watch it. Um, I'm guessing, though, from the headlines that the the final say in all of this, which is from Janet, is that the so like the, the wardrobe malfunction, as we heard in the New York Times documentary, uh, it's it's looking more and more like this was just a bad idea that got way out of hand, right? Yeah, I mean, according to Janet in the docket, that it was an accident, whether you believe it or not, it's up to it's up to, it's up to people to decide that. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, one of the biggest takeaways is that, and I hate this, <laughs> I'm going to say this, and it might make people mad. Justin Timberlake might 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 be owed a bit of an apology yeah that's what i that's you know what i'm what getting mean? from yeah because really? they, because the, it, what it's looking like now especially from the uh the the new york times documentary who talked to the wardrobe designer which was everything did what it was supposed to do which means that it was janet's camp's idea mm. uh so this is clip number one here this is um janet talking to her brother randy about um her reaction and what she told justin after the wardrobe malfunction like after that incident happened did you hear from justin mm-hmm what did he we, say? we talked once and uh, he said I, I you know I don't know if I should come out and make a statement and this and that or say something I'd say have something to say and I said listen I don't want any drama for you they're aiming all of this at me so I said just I said I, if I were you I wouldn't say anything so this sort of explains why Justin kept quiet because it was Janet Jackson's wishes. So mm-hmm. this was, if you remember, in 2004. And then in 2018, Justin Timberlake did the Super Bowl. And that was a huge uproar because why hasn't Janet been allowed to do it and Justin sure. can do it again? But we find out in the documentary that Justin in 2018 actually invited Janet to do that with him. Yeah, Justin and his team has, have been trying to contact us about you doing the Super Bowl. Looking back on what happened, I mean, w- would you want to do this Super Bowl show? Not really. And we have history with CBS. Yeah, we do. When I think about it, would it be nice to be able to perform? Yes. You know, our family, we, we love entertaining. But... On the flip side of it, it's, it's you know, it's dredging up the, the past, reliving something that happened over, over 10 years ago. Wow. And then where are they today? That's the sort of big question is because over the last couple of years with these docs and especially with the Britney Spears doc, Justin's been you know, being dragged mm-hmm. and a lot rightfully so for a lot of things. But when it comes to this specific incident with Janet Jackson, you wonder what their relationship is today. And so Janet actually within this documentary recorded a new video. So this was taken that she recorded herself in, uh, in 2022. Honestly, this whole thing was blown way out of proportion. And, uh, of course it was an accident that should not have happened, but 
Everyone is looking for someone to blame, and that's got to stop. Justin and I are very good friends, and we will always be very good friends. We spoke just a few days ago, and he and I have moved on, and, and it's time for everyone else to do the same. I never heard that before. I never heard that they, they continued on with any sort of friendship over the years. How come all, after all this time, like, she didn't say none? Well, I mean, he didn't say nothing either, right? But what but they, do you... This could have been cleared up. Would it, though? This is my, this is my question. Is, like, I don't know. Ago. I don't know Almost if it 20 years. would have actually been cleared up. I think that once you say one thing, it only adds to it. I don't know if, they, if there's anything Janet Jackson could have said years ago that would have made this any better i think that just shutting up and just writing it out and doing what you did you know justin doing what he did and janet doing what she did i think maybe was the their camps decided was the best thing to do and it's looking now like it probably was the best thing to do the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast celebrating betty white is uh is this correct maury it's airing tonight at 10 p.m is, PV- that the, is that the deal? Yes, my PVR is set. You're not going to watch it live. Well, no, but I want to watch it again later. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, one of the clips that was released over the weekend. So this is uh, NBC's Celebrating uh, Betty White, the uh, icon that she was, um, had Cher. There was a clip of Cher that was released over the weekend. Um, so a lot of people there who were going to be part of the special, Jimmy Fallon, Tina Fey, Brian Cranston, Ellen DeGeneres, Valerie Bertinelli, uh, Tracy Morgan, and so much more. Um, but Cher, it's the Cher clip that really, really took off over the weekend because it was Cher singing the theme song for the Golden Girls. Oh, wow. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. that do for you maury oh my god isn't that amazing <laughs> how old is Cher now she's not great oh my god she's so, the sad thing about that clip is betty white will never be able to see that <laughs> yeah no yeah mm-hmm. you're right yeah <laughs> i shouldn't be laughing mm-hmm. i know i shouldn't uh, be 75 laughing. years old by the way 75 is uh Cher. is share so what is that so i have to imagine though maury like in your world because really golden girls uh gay icons share obviously gay icon so what was it like to have this Cher? This is like the gay trifecta. Yeah. But, because, like, you have a gay mm-hmm. icon of Cher yeah. mm-hmm. singing the theme song from a gay icon show. Right. Mm-hmm. It's and, incredible. And <laughs> Where's the third? <laughs> what do you mean? You said trifecta, man. <laughs> like, yeah, gay, two gay things. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me. I have to look up what trifecta means because if it just simply says two gay things, <laughs> then I've been then I've been using trifecta wrong my my whole life. I think the whole okay. world has got okay, it wrong. Okay. Hold on here. Dictionary.com. <laughs> trifecta. Uh, Webster's Dictionary.com. Trifecta. A noun. Yeah, you're right. Two gay things. Take note, take note, uh, but it will be a uh, beautiful special tonight. Uh, celebrating Betty White airs uh, tonight at uh, ten o'clock. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um. Oh my God. So n- there's footage and pictures of Nick Cannon over the weekend in Malibu mm-hmm. at what looks to be 
a gender reveal party. <laughs> No, no. For okay. number eight, no. Okay. Don't well, say no, it. number seven. The, the, he had the baby that passed away last oh, right. month. So, so this would be yes, number number seven now. Okay. So Zen passed away um, after uh, brain cancer. I think mm-hmm. it was last month. Unbelievably tragic. But this is Nick Cannon. Um, he was at a gender reveal party, um, and with a woman named Brie Tiesi, who is uh, Johnny Manziel's ex. Okay. And so the pictures, like Nick's all in white and he's holding her belly and like there's family and friends around like he's like they are obviously having a baby together right um and he's not like a like a guest (laughs) he's not a guest he's clearly there as the father of um of Bree's baby so yes this will be um nick's now seventh child so uh uh if you remember he had four or five born in a year and a half and then he had twins, Zillion and Zion, were born in June. And his daughter, Powerful, was born last December. And then he has the two with um, Mariah Carey. So this is now, yeah, so this is seven um, for uh, putting together for a team Nick for the Cannon. Super Bowl or what? Yeah, yeah. And he, listen, I thought at first I was like, God, you know, you have a lot of people had a lot of opinions about Nick Cannon and what he does with his stuff and who he does it with. But I've, have you heard anything where he doesn't take care of the babies? Have no. you heard anybody say that he's a lousy dad who doesn't provide no. um, financially and emotionally? Like, has anybody even come out to say that Nick Cannon doesn't even know who these kids... You know what no, I mean? all the kids love him. There is no evidence whatsoever with seven children from, I think, five different women that, that Nick Cannon is in any way a lousy dad. There's only evidence to say that Nick Cannon is a wonderful father. You think they've ever done, like, a, one, like a big family trip? Or, sorry, maybe not family trip, but, like, a family get-together. Like, like a gathering. Like, 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 you like get, all of them. Like, you get everybody together, including Mariah on the Winnebago? Yes. That's never going to happen. <laughs> like, just one big, you know... Dad wants a barbecue for everybody. You think that all the women are going to get together? Like Nick's just sitting there on one lawn chair? (laughs) Bro. Yeah. He must go, like trying to keep all of that separate must be a full-time job And that's the thing. I'm trying to figure out, like time management in a situation like that is key, right? And he does a television show. You have two TV shows. You have a radio show, plus all your other side projects, right? All your other business ventures. Like, he Where probably has do you an assistant have time? that just schedules the baby visit. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that is time management on a level that I couldn't even imagine dealing with all that. Do you think he has Google like Calendar? a separate Gmail account? For, for all of them? Yeah, for each family. Folders, folders. I wouldn't say yeah. maybe a separate no, Gmail like if, account. If someone like, if Mariah is like, you know, I need a babysitter, this, can you come babysit? You right? think, oh, wait then, a second. Hold on. Hold on. Mm. Hold on. Let's try one of the others. I don't think Mariah is being like, Nick, I'm, st- I'm strapped this weekend. Yeah, can, can you, you, pick, can up you come pick up the kids? I don't think that's happening. They want to go to Disney. Yeah, but then he's like, oh, but then. I don't think that's happening. But there's, listen, man, there's nothing to say that this guy isn't. Yeah, I would do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely separate phones. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I would have disguises. I would have separate phones. But yeah, so Nick Cannon was very much at a, at a gender reveal party over the week. Weekend, so he's got another baby on the way. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, so a couple things now going on with the uh, Neil Young versus Spotify versus Joe Rogan versus Harry and Megan versus 
uh, all sorts of other uh, musicians who there's been a lot of stories over the last couple of hours of uh, musicians who have thrown their support behind Neil Young and were also planning to uh, request their songs be removed from Spotify. Uh, but none have been actually confirmed. Um, however, Spotify did release a statement saying that they haven't been transparent around the policies that guide our content more broadly. They say it's uh, become clear to me that we have an obligation to do more to provide balance and access to widely accepted information from the medical and scientific communities guiding us through this unprecedented time. And this comes down to, uh, they pointed out two of Joe Rogan's podcasts in particular with uh, two doctors that he, that he had on and Joe Rogan actually, who has been silent up until this point uh, released a nine minute video last night, sort of addressing this very level headed, but uh, he wanted to do his best to uh, address it, I guess. Uh, But this is a little bit of uh, what Joe, Rogan had to say off the top. I wanted to make this video, first of all, because I think there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what I do, maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles that are disparaging. Um, the podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation, specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two, one with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Uh, Neil Young has removed his music from the, the platform of Spotify and uh, Joni Mitchell and uh, apparently some other people want to as well. Um, I'm very sorry that they feel that way. I, I, I most certainly don't want that. Uh, I'm a Neil Young fan. I've always been a Neil Young fan. One of the things that Spotify wants to do that I agree with is that at the beginning of these controversial podcasts, like specifically ones about COVID, is to put a disclaimer and say that you should speak with your physician and that these people and the opinions that they express are contrary to the opinions of uh, the consensus of experts, which I think is very important. Sure, have that on there. I'm very happy with that. And then the senior, uh, the CEO of uh, Spotify, Daniel Ek, uh, continued on that note and said, uh, this new effort to combat misinformation will roll out to countries around the world in the coming days. To our knowledge, this content advisory is the first of its kind by any major podcast platform. But then Joe Rogan also, I guess, made uh, at the end of uh, his video that he posted last night, just aside from the content advisories, um, made a pledge to, uh, I guess, those who love Joe Rogan and those who do not. I don't know what else I can do differently other than maybe try harder to get people with uh, differing opinions on right afterwards. I do think that that's important and uh, and do my best to make sure that I've researched these topics, the, the controversial ones in particular, and have all the pertinent facts at hand before I discuss them. Again, I'm not trying to promote misinformation i'm not trying to be controversial i've I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations so my pledge to you is that i will do my best to try to balance out these more controversial viewpoints with other people's perspectives so we can maybe find a better point of view Hmm. not the uh the kind of statement that i was expecting from him Mm mm-hmm 
No, like no. a lot more, like less reactive. I thought he was going to be a little bit more reactive. Like in a, um, like in a negative way, like in a fighty yeah, way? Yeah, really, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's great. Good um, comments from Joe Rogan. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So uh, Marvel stars uh, Simu Liu and David Dastmalshian. Dastmalshian. Mm-hmm. I have never said that guy's name before, but I like him a lot. Uh, they both took to social media in an apparent response to Ant-Man star Evangeline Lilly's recent attendance at the Washington, D.C. protest against vaccination mandates. Uh, neither of them mentioned Evangeline Lilly uh, by name in either of their posts. Uh, this, of course, is a response to uh, her remarks saying that to support bodily sovereignty is why she was there. So David, uh, who played Kurt in Ant-Man and the Wasp, tweeted, it's so unfortunate when people with a large platform, use that platform to share irresponsible things. And then Simu uh, wrote as well uh, in response to Evangeline Lilly uh, saying, I lost my grandparents to COVID last year. They were still waiting for their vaccines. I'm fortunate to have been double vaccinated and boosted when I got COVID two weeks ago. Felt like a cold. So they didn't mention Evangeline by name, but um, you sort of get where they are coming from. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. And uh, Joe Exotic has had his prison sentence reduced. Oh, yeah? Tiger King. He's getting out. So a federal judge uh-huh. resentenced Joe Exotic to 21 years in prison on Friday, oh. reducing his sentence by one year oh. <laughs> after appeal. Wow, what a treat. God, you go through all that, huh? And let's not forget, Joe Exotic was convicted of murder for hire trying to kill carol baskin right Right. yeah like he like one of the people he tried to hire like he's like he's like a movie right like one of the people he tried to hire was an fbi agent right like that's why he's in the joint he's not in the joint because he was was... mean to tigers although you should be for that too did he think that the judge was gonna be like yeah you know like go ahead like time served yeah i get no i don't know good because he's sick too like he's really sick in there right like he's he's, not making out of dying no 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 he is not uh he's not getting out of there at all the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Lunar New Year is the year of the tiger. Yes. Kung Hei Fat Choi, everybody. Most important uh, annual holiday in China. Um, brings in the year of the tiger. I guess last year was the year of the ox. They cycle through the 12 signs of the Chinese zodiac. Uh, and it's always happens that the first new moon of the year so last that's really any time between mid-january mid-feb i think last year was february 12th uh today is uh february 1st so uh happy new year Mm -hmm. tomorrow's groundhog day it is i feel like you've said that before (laughs) and today is also the uh kickoff for black history month so a lot going on Mm -hmm. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kanye West says that he has no interest in making NFTs, so he posted, uh, "Stop asking me to do NFTs. I'm not finna co-sign. Uh, for now, I'm not on that wave. I make music and products in the real world." Mm. He said, uh, "My focus is on building real products in the real world. Real food, real clothes, real shelter. Do not ask me to do an effing NFT." And then he just said, "Ask me later." <laughs> Not say now. Uh, and uh, on NFTs, oh, so if you're wondering what an NFT is, I'm not going to explain it, but there's a clip of Paris Hilton explaining to Jimmy Fallon what an NFT is. And 
Paris Hilton is actually, I think Forbes called her like one of the 50 most influential people in the world of NFTs. Like really? she got on and got on early and knows what's up and actually like sets trends in the NFT world. It's incredible. So that. here is, this is from uh, August of uh, last year where Paris is explaining to Jimmy Fallon exactly what an NFT is. I didn't know how into NFTs you were. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, like 12 people know what it is. Well, I, I barely know. Can you explain what an NFT is? Uh, well, it's or, a non-fungible token. Non-fungible. Yes. Okay. Which is basically a digital contract that's on the blockchain. So you can basically have sell anything from art to music to experiences, physical objects. Mm -hmm. You could try something, maybe like sell one of your jokes or something. I couldn't even do that to my audience tonight. Are you kidding me? Though? I could doubt I would make money off the NFTs. Hey. Makes perfect sense, right? Um, Complete. So, well, where do I invest? So, one of the things that that Paris talked about the, the another time that she was on with Fallon because Fallon did wind up getting into purchasing NFTs is everybody's buying up the Bored Apes, right? The Bored Ape Yacht Club. Um, they're just the same picture of cartoon apes, just wearing different hats and sunglasses and everything else, right? Cool. So, okay, and people pay money for them. Um, but you don't actually get it. No, you just, you own the, like, you own... The, the digital. Yes, yes, you do. The non-fungible token of it. Uh, so Paris Hilton bought one, and uh -huh. then Jimmy Fallon bought one, and okay. I think Paris Hilton has a couple of different ones. And Justin Bieber, who, by the way, owns 619 NFTs. Wow. Uh, Bieber's getting roasted on Twitter today. Because Bieber just bought one of the Lonely Ape Yacht Club Apes NFTs, and he bought it for 500 Ethereum, which is $1.29 million. What? Now, I guess the actual value of Bored Ape number 3001 was 208000 but for some reason, Bieber paid $1.29 million for it. So it's either like a flex or a mistake. I'm going to say mistake. He knew what he was doing, though, because he posted it on Instagram and said what and quoted his own song, Lonely, um, saying, what if you had it all but nobody to call? Maybe then you'd know me because I've had everything but no one's listening. And that's just effing lonely. So he paid $1.29 million for something that I guess had a value of 208000 So he upped it by a million dollars. He overpaid by a million, and he's getting killed for it. Bam, you need, a, like, a new Bro, account. I do not understand NFTs, and I wish I did. To me, it just sounds like money laundering. Like, anything like that sort of online like this, like Bitcoin and everything else, to me, it all just sounds like money laundering. It's The NFT world, to me, is just people moving the same money around mm -hmm. to clean it. That's what the NFT world looks like to me, and I don't want to be a part of that. Maybe I do. I don't know. I don't, but you could tell you me, haven't talked to the right people. I haven't talked to the right people. You need to talk to Paris Hilton's person. Yes, exactly. Like, like, NFT, NFTs are NFTs are sort of like um, uh, crack. Okay, where if I was interested in doing crack, mm -hmm. okay, my problem is that the life that I have and the people I know, I have no idea how to get crack. Okay, if I'm interested in NFTs, I have no idea how to do it, and nobody in my world knows how to do NFTs. I don't know anybody who could tell me how to do an NFT or how to get an it. Listen, I sound like an old man. How do, how do you do NFTs? Um, I don't, you know what I mean? Do you know? Do you know where to start? Where would you start if you were going to buy an NFT? I have in my 
brain right now, like thinking of all the people that I know, yeah. there's literally one person that I know that I could call who is probably the smartest person I know. Yes. Who knows about this stuff. Right. Who would be the guy I would go to and okay. say, Neil, explain this. Where do I go? Right. And it's legit and my money's not going to be stolen. Right. But then are you, so now you know where to go. Then are you willing to pay $200,000 for a cartoon of an ape? Oh, hell no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So the New York Times bought Wordle. What does that mean? Well, it means that it's now going to be part of the New York Times game page. Are they going to make it like super difficult to play? Well, no. So they say this. So the New York Times has assured players that the game will remain free to play and no charge, no changes will be made to its gameplay. Um, However, they did pay what they said was low seven figures. So you're guessing around a million, maybe a million plus Mm -hmm. to uh, Josh Wardle who is the software engineer in Brooklyn who uh, developed the game. Oh, yeah? World's named after a guy named Wordle? Yeah. Now, there are other reports saying that it will initially remain free for new and existing players. So I don't know what that means. You have to figure eventually they're going to have to try and make money off it somehow. Now, whether, why they bought it. whether it winds up being on a page with ads, who knows whether it winds up behind one of those New York Times paywalls like everything else on the New York Times. Yeah, that may be the case. Subscriptions is the only thing that matters to the New York Times, right? It's advertising and subscriptions because Trump's not in office anymore. So subscriptions are way down and there's no sort of signs of them ever going sort of back in an upswing again. So they Mm got to do stuff like this. So Wordle is one of these things. Um, But uh, Josh Wordle, the guy who created Wordle, Mm -hmm. uh, released a statement yesterday saying, uh, it's been incredible to watch a game bring so much joy to so many. And I feel so grateful for the personal stories some of you have shared with me. He goes on to say, uh, when the game moves to the New York Times site, it will be free to play for everyone. And I am working with them to make sure your wins and streaks will be preserved is what uh josh had uh josh i'm sure like what they'll do is integrate some of the clients into the words like the word for that day will be tied no you can't do that there's no way Mm -hmm. you can do that you'll turn people off immediately yeah yeah maury's wordle today i don't know if you saw this also tied tied is only four letters dude how did you yeah thank (laughs) you yeah you You gotta give me some more time to come with five letter words we didn't even ask oh Um, so Maury, Maury, let me ask you a question. Okay. So on Wordle, when you get a letter that comes up as yellow, so you know, the letter is in the word, but not in the right spot. Why don't you ever attempt to move it? Because I immediately start thinking of other words. And then when a word comes into my mind, I'm like, oh my God, let me try that. Okay. So Maury's first word today was darks. D-A-R-K-S. So he got the S, but not in the right spot. And then he wrote sadly. Okay. (laughs) Now, here's where it gets interesting. So Maury's third word. So he had, his third word was costs, right? So it told him that you have the O, the S, and the T in the word, but none of these are in the right place. For the next three attempts, Maury left the S and the T exactly where they were. So it was costs, wests, guests, and jests. (laughs) (laughs) four times you used an s at the end of the word (laughs) four times you used an s and they they told you that it wasn't there oh and i forgot i could have used an o (laughs) costco or costo (laughs) westo 
What are you talking about? Because your wordles, man, I don't even, it's really a work of art. I don't even know how you get to this point. <laughs> I think you just close your eyes and just start typing letters and hit enter. So here, okay, so here's the thing, Maury. When you wrote Wests, W-E-S-T-S, right? Mm -hmm. They told you that, yes, there was an E, yes, there was an S, and yes, there was a T. They were just all in the wrong spots, okay? <gasps> Maybe it's test. Pause, pause for one second. Okay. Okay. So you wrote Wests, and they told you E-S-T are in the word but in the wrong spots. Mm-hmm. Three times you wrote words with E-S-T in those exact same positions. I don't know. I was just trying to and think, okay, four what four times you doubled up the letter. You ended each word with the letter S. So you doubled up on the letters. Your wordles are a disaster, man. I don't even know. Like, do you think you're getting close? Like, do you think when you're typing those in, are you like, this is going to be the one? I got it? I just have a hard time coming up with any five-letter word in my mind. <laughs> right. So I'm like, if I okay. come up with one, let me try it. Okay. Somebody just texted. Yes. And said, wordle spoilers much? Trust me, we are not spoiling <laughs> anything by reading that damn it more... One of his guesses was G-E-S-T-S. -S. <laughs> Guaranteed, you are not going to attempt no. you to use those words. Yeah, like if, you're, if your plan, if you want to talk about Wordle spoilers, if your plan was to try darks, <laughs> okay that i apologize for this that i apologize for the spoiler okay if you if you thought that this was all gonna end on darks <laughs> okay then i apologize for spoiling it but spoiler alert the word today is not darks okay sorry oh for god's sake the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast Texas Chainsaw Massacre is back. Oh, uh, yeah. So they're doing with this on Netflix. So it drops Feb 18th. They're doing with this on Netflix sort of what they just recently did in the last couple of years with Halloween. So this version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a straight sequel to the 1973 movie. So nothing Forget about all the in-betweens. I, I think that there have been, I think, eight different versions uh, throughout the years of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but much like Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis going back into it, uh, the character uh, Sally Hardesty, who was the original sole survivor in the 1973 movie, shows up in this one to be like hell bent on revenge to try and finally kill Leatherface. Like it's basically that revamped Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, only Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So here's a little bit of what that sounds like. So Harlow is a ghost town. We have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. Uh -oh. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. This is Hardesty. Sally. I'm afraid your old friend's back. Fifty years I've been waiting for this night. Just to see him again. Who? Leatherface. Damn, February right. 18th. I watched the trailer today. Yeah. It looks good. I'll watch it. Yep. Looks all right, huh? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, really like, geez. So yesterday on The View, the co-hosts were talking about a Tennessee school that banned the graphic novel called Mouse. 
which depicts the Holocaust uh, for its drawings of uh, nude women and use of language. And then Joy on The View had said that it's basically a way for them to throw you off the fact that they don't like history that makes white people look bad. And then this started a conversation about the Holocaust to which um, Whoopi then took the angle of the Holocaust not being about race. Listen to this. Well, also, if you're going to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe yeah, they no, consider it's Jews about, a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but going it's not, after it's Jews not about and, ideal and race. It's it's not but these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, that how do we have to black but people see them as white? And they but you're missing the point. You're missing yeah. the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, it's how everybody. And then so last night she was also on Colbert and the fury had already started because the view was earlier in the day. And then Colbert, I guess, sort of tapes in the afternoon. Was she already uh, booked for Colbert? I don't, that I don't know. That mm. I don't know. But the, the fury had already started and it seemed like this was the sort of perfect opportunity for Whoopi to either clarify and apologize or at least apologize mm-hmm. um, because people have been fired for saying much less than what she was insinuating in that conversation on the on the view but this is um, Whoopi now on Stephen Colbert it, it upset a lot of people yes. which was never ever 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 my intention I okay. thought we were having a discussion uh, because I've I feel being black when we talk about race it's a very different thing to me Mm-hmm. So I said that I, I felt that the Holocaust wasn't about race. And people got very, very, very angry and still are angry. I mean, I'm getting, you know, all of the, the mail from folks and mm-hmm. the very real anger because people feel very differently. But I thought it was a salient discussion because as a black person, I think of race as being something that I can see. So I see you, and I know what race you are. And the discussion was about how I felt about that. I felt that, that it was really more about man's inhumanity to man and how horrible people can be to people. And we're seeing it manifest itself these days. But people were very angry, and they said, no, no, we are a race. And I, I, I understand. I understand. I, I felt differently. I respect everything everyone is saying to me, and I, I you know, I don't want to fake apologize. You know, I, I was, I'm very upset about, that people are misunderstood what I was saying. And so, because of it, uh, they're saying that I'm anti-Semitic <laughs> and that uh, I'm denying the Holocaust and all these other things, which would never occur to me to do. I thought we were having a discussion about race which everyone I think is having. It almost seems like she was saying that yes, Jews are considered a race, she just disagrees with it. Mm-hmm. That's to me almost what like almost what it sounded like, right? Mm-hmm. 
people saying Am anything I, else based on yeah, like, well, her Colbert thing? So, now? so she released a statement after what I'm guessing is after Colbert, because mm-hmm. this was 12 hours ago. So it was last night. I'm guessing long after Colbert had taped. Uh, where she, Whoopi then went on Twitter and said, uh, "I said the Holocaust is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to each other. I should have said it's about both." As Jonathan Greenblatt from the Anti-Defamation League shared, the Holocaust was about the Nazi systemic annihilation of the Jewish people who they deemed to be an inferior race. I stand corrected. Uh, She said that she sincerely apologizes. She said this in a tweet, not on Colbert, uh, to the Jewish people around the world who have always had my support and that will never waver. I'm sorry for the hurt I caused. So not on The View, not on Colbert. It took only after all of that uh, for her to to say something. Going to say anything on The View today. Oh, I'm sure they will. Maureen, did you did you watch this more? I did, and I I mean I I don't think I'm the right person to comment because I I just I'm not sure. best with words. But I'm tired of people, you know, with their comments and and thinking that Jews are not a race, right? And that and you know it just to me it seems that they want to put the Holocaust into a different box mm-hmm. of what happened. Sure, and I think. Whoopi learned a lot from this conversation, but I also see what she was trying to say. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. As an apology, though, where does this rank, Shem? Uh, Is it one even? No, it's not. You know, I, I just think people should get away from saying what the Holocaust is not. Yeah. But do we have, <laughs> to, yeah. do you have yeah. to apologize yeah. if, if you're trying to, <clears throat> if you were misunderstood, do you still have to apologize when you were but trying to say something I do. Else? I do think you have to. I think you have to be responsible with your platform, right? And, and again, I, I just think stay away from saying what the Holocaust is not. Yeah. Right? Like, but just I, stick to facts. That's I don't what think, I'm saying. But I don't think Whoopi was misunderstood. I think what Whoopi was trying to say, she got across very clearly. I don't think that she got the wrong words. I think she... She said it's not about yeah, race. Like I, and now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Anthony Lombardo. What's up? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome uh, to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. What is your question? Go ahead. Uh, so my question to you guys, if you could erase one bad memory from your mind, what would it be? The time I made my dad cry. Oh, no. And it was my fault. What did you do? It was the time I got arrested for stealing at HMV. <sighs> and oh. I had to call my mom. My dad was at work, and I had mm-hmm. to call my mom to come pick me up because mm-hmm. the police wouldn't release me until an adult came to get me. Right. And my mom picked me up. My dad got home. I was in, like, so much trouble. Yeah. But I was, I'll was i never forget. I was in my room, and he was standing at the door, and he started crying, and he was like, I don't know where I went wrong with you. Oh, my God. And he closed the door. Uh, and that will stick with me forever. Forever. So if there's anything I could erase from my mind, it would be that. Does he still bring it up? No. He never like, has. Has he ever ne- said, you has guys he ever corrected himself and said, like, now I've not gone wrong? No. We've Have, never talked about it. You've never discussed it. Mm-mm. You never discussed that time nope. at all with him? Nope. After the couple times I had to go to court, after seeing, like, a, a parole officer, after having to write an essay for the judge. Right. And after, you know, getting, like, left, you, you know, just, it's just case not closed. Discussed at yeah. All. yeah. And, and getting off the hook and, like, no permanent record. Right. So you regret discussed. making him, your dad cry, but do you regret the theft? Oh, obviously. But the question is, if you can erase one bad memory. memory. Right? The memory of making my dad, like, seeing the look on his face. Yeah. 
God, that's tough. And it's not discussed. How old were you when you did that? I was 16. Really? Yeah. And so not a child. No. Right? Like I knew oh, right from wrong. Yeah. You did you deliberately did this. It wasn't like a foolish thing to try and impress your friends. Like you were stealing. Yeah. You, you went and found something you wanted, couldn't afford, and thought that yeah. you were going to steal it from a store. Yes. Yes. That's tough, man. Mm-hmm. That's real tough. Uh, Maury? Uh, I was going to say when my dad walked in on me. Yeah. There, that's that's a whole lot of memory that I do you just think don't that do you anymore. think if we asked your father this question his question his answer would be the same day I don't think he remembers it you don't know you don't you think he's blocked think it he's out ar- no I think that <laughs> it I won't guarantee. come to his mind right away I think he has already re- all the therapy we went to they uh, don't they forced that out of his brain hold on you, wow your dad went to like uh, we went to go to couples like, therapy like oh wow couples therapy like father son therapy yeah, yeah, yeah. family <laughs> so, therapy hold on. you don't family you don't therapy. think that your dad would re- remember. Oh, I'm sure he remember, but if you ask the question, it won't be the first thing that comes to oh. his mind. Oh, you don't think so. Well, you know what's so funny? Yeah. Is that anytime like I go to call <laughs> Dim and Matthew, boy yeah. freaks out. I know. Right? Yeah. I don't like, with no, my no, dad. no, don't call, don't call. He's like busy day, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And but then as soon as I like try that, to call Frank, like zero reaction whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, you're not calling? Oh, jeez, so, oh. you can feel free to call. Have that no, conversation no, with the morning. That's something that's got to come in therapy. Uh, so, so your dad, <laughs> you, you guys aren't there yet, are you? In therapy, you never got to that day. You probably, you probably sat in that therapist's office for office for years and never actually got to the day that he yeah. walked in on you. Um, so that would be, so what, what would you, why, why that day more? There was just so much that happened in that chunk of five, 10, 15 minutes. Like there was just a lot that happened. And I think that my coming out could have been done a lot better. I would have written it and narrated it completely different than it being that way. Granted it it happened. I didn't have to say anything. It was a lot easier. And so just to bring people up to speed, like when you didn't actually sit, uh, sit your dad down and say, Hey pops, I'm gay. Like you. Your dad had no idea until he walked in on you? He had no idea. Zero. But I'll tell you, after he walked in, he sure as hell knew. Yeah, yeah. Now, was it fun right up until the point your dad walked in? Like, oh my were you God, having you a kidding? good time? I had a great... That was a an amazing date. We went to an antique bookstore. I bought all the vintage Get Smart books and comics. Then we came back to my place. We put on the radio. We were looking through the comics. And when your dad walked in, did you say, oh my god, I'm so sorry. We've just been antiquing. I got carried away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not gay, but we were just antiquing. You know how it goes. (laughs) Gay all the time. Right? So Uh, was was it that Kind of was it that kind of conversation or no? No, there was no words exchanged. None. Mm. No, no. Did, my did, dad said, "Oh my god," and then went and took a shower. He took a shower. Wow. So <laughs> did he close the door behind him or did he leave it open? No, no. He closed the door and then I left and took his car. Question for you. Question for you. And I, we've talked about this many times on this show, but I have never asked. I've never got the answer to this question. So you were how old when this happened? Eighteen. Eighteen. Um, and your father walked in, had no idea you were gay. You had just been antiquing all day, getting all horny with your boyfriend. Um, and then you you go back to your place, and you and your boyfriend, as two adults, um, uh, start you know getting busy in the bedroom. Now your dad walks in, sees you, closes the door, and goes and takes a shower. Did you guys continue or no? Oh, we were we just finished at that moment. Oh no! <laughs> no, my, my, I thought I told you, my dad walked in as we finished. Ah, ah, ah. 
TMI, bro. Uh, TMI brought that. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. So that happened, huh? Mm -hmm. Poor father. Um, now, before we get to your answer to Anthony's question, Ross, yeah. I'm curious to know, Anthony, what is your yeah. answer to your own question? If you could erase one bad memory from your mind, what would it be? <laughs> uh, that was a tough one. Uh, thought about it. I think the one that I would love to remove was back in elementary school, about grade seven. I used to, I remember everybody wearing tearaway pants. Those are so and I, Yeah. My, my, and I remember telling my parents, I really wanted tearaway pants for my birthday. <laughs> and they went out and bought it. The next day I went to school wearing these tearaway pants and during lunch recess talking to a bunch of my friends and the girl I, I liked was in that group. One of my friends decides to come behind me, grab the pants, rip them right off every single button unsnapped. And now I didn't realize I was supposed to wear short. Like a lot of people wear gym shorts underneath or some sort of shorts. There is me standing in the middle of the field in tidy whities in front of everybody i'm beat red crying <laughs> i snatched those pants so fast i ran to the school and ran to the bathroom i'm there crying and putting the pants putting the pants back together and if you guys remember i did not leave that bathroom Come and i remember on. going home and i remember my shot my mom giving me shots for this because i threw those pants so far deep into my drawer they never they never saw the light of day after that day God. So no tearaway <laughs> pants for you anymore. No tearaway pants, and every so often I still chat with that girl just to check in. We, we've been we we're really good friends, and it kind of brings back the memory of you saw me in like tidy whities. I was so embarrassed. I was so I was oh, it was a crazy day. Were they the Adidas ones or the Kappa ones? It was the Adidas ones. Nice. Oh, buddy. Uh, so read the question again. Let me mocha. Uh, if you could erase one bad memory from your mind, mm. what would it be? I would say that most bad, most bad memories I had uh, from my childhood have already been erased from my oh. mind. <laughs> so your memory I'm, is so, so bad, I'm, yesterday was erased from I'm, your mind. I'm fortunate enough, I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to uh, have lived that sort of life where, you know, every now and then you just, you, you live with a lot of holes in your past, right? Uh, and I'm okay. I'm okay with that for the most part. Um, but you must I, have one. I do. I don't want to. I mean, I listen. I'm not going to get into anything too traumatic because you know, one uh, who wants to do that. Um, but I will say, I will say this: there are a couple of memories where I wish I didn't live through it. Like, there's just a couple of things, decisions I made, and the reaction to those decisions. I wish I hadn't. Right. Um, one was the day that my mom, and I don't know why I always liked to have long hair when I was a kid, mm -hmm. right? Always long hair, but the rule, it was some stupid rule. And this is where mullets came from. Really? The rule was always like, for some reason, moms got it in their head that you, they would allow their sons to grow the back. Right. But you had to keep the front and the sides short because that was somehow like respectable. Right. <laughs> and that's really what broke, what, what created the mullet was mothers who didn't want their sons to have all full on long rock and roll hair. So the, the agreement was you can grow the back, but the sides have to be yeah. short and the front has to be short. You have to be presentable. 
understandable, right? This is the fun party in the back. Yeah, thank you, right? That was that was all driven by mothers. Uh. Um, and then, so what happened was, is my mom didn't want me. She refused to pay for me to go and have a tiny little bit of hair cut off at mm-hmm. the at the salon. So the the compromise was that if I was going to start to grow my hair long in the back, then she was going to trim it at home, the parts that needed to be trimmed. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. And in my mom, my mom doesn't know how to cut hair, right? Uh-huh. She has no idea how to cut hair. In the bathtub or no, like in the oh, kitchen? No, full on in the full on in the kitchen yeah. in the summer, house with no air conditioning, so the door was propped open all the time. Yeah. Right? The front door was just propped oh, open no, with a shoe all hair the time. Around. So I'm sitting in the I'm sitting in the kitchen. My mom knows nothing about cutting hair. So she thinks it's a great idea in order to keep track yeah. of what hair she had already cut and what hair she still had to cut. She first, before she cut my hair, put all my hair in curlers. <laughs> okay? And then she, one by one, would take out one curler and cut that hair. Oh, no. And then take out another curler and cut that hair. So as this is going on, friends of mine just stroll into the house. <laughs> right? What's up, pretty lady? Through the, through the open door. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the chair. Cause, and at that time, I had, like, the coolest hair out of all uh-huh. my friends. Right? Like, I, my hair was a little bit longer in the back and a little bit longer on the sides from all my friends. So, like, I was the cool guy. Like, I always had the great hair. I was Roz with the great hair. And then I had friends walk into the kitchen. They didn't understand what was going on. And then the story became, oh, my God, your mom gives you a perm. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then, like, it was just, and and I didn't want to have, how do you defend that? I didn't know what know. to do. And because I had a little bit of clout then, right? Like, I was sort of young, like you're 12 or whatever, but you get clout with your friends. Sure. And I always had the coolest hair. And this just, it ruined everything. And literally, it took me years. But I will say this, that the one great thing that came out of that was that was the last day my mother told me that I had to keep the sides in the front short because she understood the damage that that did yeah. to me. And then after that last, that was the last haircut I got from for years. You got bumped to the bottom of I the got, back. Exactly, oh, yeah. Man. And so, a long, so there's that. a long fight to get back up yeah. to the top. And then, you know how when you're, you know what, when you think about your childhood, right? You think about, like, all the things that are stories to you that you don't actually remember, but then every now and then you have that one sort of kid memory, right? Mm. So, like, when you're two, three, four-ish, you don't, you're not going to remember anything when you're 22, right? You're not, you're not developing any sort of long-term memory sure. of anything. Um, but I feel that I can trace my absolute very first memory, right? Really? Where I was just about at that age where I think there was a day where I started to remember things and the day before I remembered nothing. And the day that I started remembering things was the day that I saw my mother full frontal naked for the first time. Oh, right. Wow. And so one of my oldest memories that I have, like if I think back to what was the first memory that I have, yeah. it's that. Wow. Okay, you have to lose one memory. The curlers or her naked? <laughs> okay. Mark, Mark, come on, Mark, man. Mark, come on. It's always going to be my mother naked. <laughs> like, cur- put curlers in my hair all day. You think that if given the choice, that's what kind of, per- you know what? I would. I might lose my job if, if if you gave me the choice to say which memory do you want to get rid of, and I say I'm going to get rid of the curlers, keep naked, ma. Like I wouldn't want to work with me after that. Oh jeez, yo, Anthony, this is a lot of fun. Thank you so much, bro. Oh, guys, I appreciate it. Take care. Right on, man. Um, hey, uh, Shem, you didn't answer. You got a memory, Shem? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Okay, so my dad, God bless him, great guy. Yeah. Uh, he always tried to make me 
uh, be cool in, in school, uh, just in terms of what I wore and what I and what I dressed like. He would like give you drugs to sell and stuff, well, or no, I didn't say drugs. <laughs> oh, <okay>. uh, I <laughs> said, <laughs> sell these, son. <laughs> but he he purchased uh, shoes yeah. for me, really fancy looking shoes. Oh. Thought they were really cool. I played basketball, played a lot of sports in uh, growing up, and one of my friends pointed out that my shoes said something funny on it, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Your shoes say Redbach." And I'm like, no, they're Reeboks. These are Reeboks. And he's like, no, they say Redbok. R-E-D-B-O-K. They say Redbok. <laughs> oh, no. And, and I, I remember taking the shoes off. And, and keep in mind, I didn't really look at them. I just like fancy new shoes, look sure. really cool. Yeah. Uh, and they said Redbok, indeed. And then I made up this elaborate story like, oh, no, it's like the new sort of brand. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever. It wasn't the new brand. My yeah. dad just went ahead and purchased some knockoff shoes. Oh. Uh, and I brought it home. And I, and I remember yelling at my dad. And he tried to convince me that it was some sort of knockoff. <laughs> you know, funny? You say that, and I just remembered something similar happened when I was in like ninth grade, and my mom had bought me a shirt, and the lettering on it was similar to Champion. Yeah, but it wasn't Champion. <laughs> it was like Champ Sport or Champ something. Yeah, yeah. right. And I remember, and I went to uh, a uniformed school, so once a month you could dress up in regular clothes. And I remember I wore this shirt, and every like everybody was asking me about it, really? and I just kept saying, "Oh, it's like it's from New York. It's just like <laughs> yes, it's like no. a new, it's an extension of Champion, and like it's gonna be up here real soon." Oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, did you guys ever wear? Um, did you guys ever wear uh, Sparks sneakers? Oh when you yeah, were young? Sparks. Yeah, yeah. You had Sparks. You had Sparks. That yeah. wasn't just a white kid thing. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Sparks are the bomb, huh? Yeah. I God, I used to love Sparks. The bomb is a white person thing. There you the go. The bomb. Yeah, <laughs> you can't trick me. I know it's not. I know it's not. You guys just stop claiming it. That's Andrew. All. Andrew says here, uh, what cartoon character are you most like? I think when we first started this show, somebody said, uh, for me, Donkey from Shrek. Yes, yes. And I would you actually used to get tend, Donkey a lot. I would, I would agree, because we watched Shrek not that long ago. Yeah. And, yeah, I think I am, my cartoon version is definitely Shrek. Yes. I mean, sorry, is definitely Donkey. Yes, absolutely. I don't know what, I don't know. You're the I'm green giant, cartoon. the jolly green giant. Maury, I'm the pea guy. You can't pick oh. like a cooler Yo, cartoon. No, 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 no. Roz is Shrek. Yeah, I was gonna just say. <laughs> you're Shrek. That's us, man. We're Donkey and Shrek. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Shem, yeah. Shem dying. Yo, facts. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you, Shem? Oh man. Um. I think like Arthur, maybe. Arthur. Oh, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. like Arthur. Especially yeah. when you clench your fist. Yeah, you can get angry, angry sometimes. Arthur. Yeah, yeah just hold it in. Yeah, maybe Arthur. Arthur. Ma Maury's definitely Millhouse. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say Pepe Le Pew. No, you are definitely. Uh, no, you no, are for sure. You're for Millhouse. sure Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no question that oh, no. you're Millhouse. <laughs> Oh, no, and your dad, Frank, is like similar traits <laughs> to the house as well. <laughs> oh, no. And they look the exact same, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you guys are definitely, you're definitely Millhouse. Uh, Laura said, what character from a movie were you scared of as a kid? Freddy Krueger. Were you? Mm -hmm. I was scared of Freddy Krueger. Oh, the, I mean, really, like, my parents made a colossal mistake when my brother and I were younger. I've told the story before where they left us, me, my brother, and my cousin, 
Hey, Shannon, while I'm telling this story, can you tell me when the first Halloween movie was released? Yeah. No, sorry, not Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, my oh, bad. Sorry. Not Halloween. Um, and we were... It's got to be like 78 or so, something, Yeah, right? so so we were all together, and they the parents had to go and do something. And I guess they left my brother in charge of looking after us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is old school, you know, Montreal parenting. Anything goes. And they left us alone in the basement with um, their, the, they rented a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. And this was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon or whatever it was. And I remember it was the summer. And we put on um, Friday the 13th, the first Friday the 13th. And it had, because it had just come out sort of available on like Beta or VHS. What year was that, Shem? 1980. 1980. Okay, so I'm six. Yeah. Oh, too young. Okay. Too young for a murder movie. Okay. I'm six. And we watched the whole movie okay and i'm six my cousin is a year younger than me my brother's nine Mm -hmm. okay so we watched this whole movie and at the end spoiler alert of friday the 13th because the first friday the 13th jason didn't do any of the killings it was his mom Mm -hmm. right so but at the at the end of friday the 13th it's this long shot of crystal lake and the last girl to survive is in the boat and right at the last scene is when jason comes up out of the water but still as a sort of boy and his face is all melted and bloated from just being in the water for so long Mm -hmm. and he comes up and he grabs her and that's the last scene and we ran out of the house at up out of the basement up the stairs out the front door and the three of us sat on the front lawn until our parents got home right and that one thing messed me up i still think that there's a reason that i dislike lakes as much as i do because of the trauma when i was six that came from watching that thing come up out of the water. Like what did your I still say don't when like. You guys got home? Nothing. Or when they got home. They, nothing. They I didn't care. <laughs> like try to comfort you. No, or they didn't even ask. <laughs> they but didn't, you didn't care. Say, like, Yo, we're kind of freaked out because no, we watched Friday Thirteenth. No, no. And then, and then, as soon as, uh, as soon as uh, Nightmare on Elm Street came out, my mom rented that and forced me to sit down and watch it with her. Like, just all these movies, right? Like, all those horror movies my mom used to force us to sit and watch with her, right? Oh, it's, it's a good scare. It's a good scare, right? Traumatizing. Uh, damn it, Maury. I was going to say the big creature from NeverEnding Story. The big fluffy thing? Yeah, I was a petrified of that thing. And E.T. Oh, yeah, E.T. Oh, was quite terrifying. Yeah, E.T. was kind of scary. I remember yeah. I was terrified of E.T. Yeah. Wait, we, you mean the the from Neverending Story, the big like flying the thing dog? That the yeah, the flying was it a dog? I don't remember. It was like a it's like a dog thing. dragon, right? Yeah. yeah. We watched Gremlins the other night because Rox had never seen Gremlins because uh-huh. there's a huge Christmas spoiler in Gremlins, so we avoided Gremlins mm-hmm. until she's like now she's twelve, right? So it's all it's all good. I remember Gremlins, and maybe it's just because things have progressively got cuter mm-hmm. when it comes to animation and digital animation and puppetry and everything else. I was watching Gremlins. I remember Gizmo being mm-hmm. a whole lot cuter than what Gizmo actually is. Why I had a, a little, Gizmo doll. Is it like a little ugly guy? Gizmo's not that cute. Like Gizmo really? sort of has like an ugly nose and an ugly mouth and ugly eyes. Like he's fluffy uh-huh. and he makes cute sounds. But when you compare like Gizmo to something like Baby Yoda, how Baby Yoda is just adorable. Oh, yeah. And they really captured that sort of what it is like to have like that sort of young, adorable face. Mm-hmm. When you go back and you watch like Gizmo from the first Gremlins, not cute. Really? No, because I was expecting, oh my God, he's so cute. And like Rox did not do that. No. Because he's kind of ugly. Oh, what wow. sound do they make? Yeah. Um, Doesn't he just like a high pitch? Yeah, like, like, a, yeah. like he does a lot of singing and stuff like that, right? 
Oh, but yeah, yeah we watched I Gremlins. I haven't seen Gremlins in forever. Bro. Uh, keep the comments coming in. Every week we'll post on Instagram at Kiss925. Uh, ask Roz and Mocha. This is where we get your questions from. So uh, keep them coming in, as we said. Thank you for listening. This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss92.5. Kiss925.com. Or download the Kiss925 app.